The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's days like today you need to listen to this broadcast. It's days like today. Quite often, day in and day out, you may check out this program for things like childish sexual innuendo, tips on why you shouldn't marry an Asian woman, how to avoid... Becoming obese and still getting those tasty, tasty treats you love. How to scam your future in-laws. How to scam in-laws. How to get somebody else to pay for your wedding. All of these things. Maybe to just kind of roll around in what it's like to be a middle-aged white Christian man. Any of these things, sure. But today is the real reason you come to this broadcast. Something, maybe the only thing I excel at. And that is seeing bullcrap. Bravo, Sierra, baby. It's it. It's all I got. I'm serious. That's it. It's, Chris, it's not even about being cynical or skeptical. It's not, it's not like I, well, you know, I'm the cynic in the room. It's not that. It's, I, can't, I can't get rid of it. It's actually a problem of, uh, quite often in my life that I just go through and I'm like, that just didn't sound right. Why? Why this doesn't, how many meetings have you been in with me? How many times around the office do you look at me and see the puzzled look on my face? It's actually painful that I have meetings with people and I look at them and I go, this is crap. This is, (laughs) first of all, all of those words are unnecessary, which lead me to believe that something's coming here that you've been blabbity blah about trying to lead up to this thing. There it is. And why are those words put together that way? Someone is selling me a whole bunch of crap. (laughs) I have those meetings all the time. Chris will text me. You have those meetings. Yes, I will tell you this is... It's crap. BS. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. The media is all a Twitter. Mm. They are just... Acting, of course, as if they're very concerned, but delighting in an anonymous letter published in the New York Times speaking about the Trump administration from within the Trump administration. They have a leaker. No, they don't. What? They really don't. Are you sure? I am positive. Everybody's leading with this yesterday. I mean, this may have been written partially or exclusively by somebody who works in the Trump administration, but I'm telling you right now. This is Bravo Sierra. This is not me defending Donald Trump. Donald Trump is bombastic. I don't think I would like Donald Trump. In fact, I'm sure of it. I'm sure if I met Donald Trump, I mean, just to say, hey, how you doing? He may be fine. Anything beyond that, I'd be going, this guy's an ass. I'm sure of it. But he's done a pretty good job as president from the things that I would hope from a president. Still bombastic and not presidential in his presentation. Sure. So this is not me defending President Trump. I'm telling you, 
regardless of president, policy, regardless of party, regardless of your political affiliation, whether or not you appreciate the Constitution or you are like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and are a socialist. It does not matter for the purpose of the discussion that supposedly, allegedly, a senior member of the Trump administration wrote an anonymous letter telling you that he is unhinged. That my friends, is Bravo Sierra. Suspend all of your political beliefs and whether or not you like Trump for the purpose of this discussion, for just a few minutes. Throw all of that out and just address whether or not this letter is legit and what their motivations are. I present the letter now, published in the New York Times. I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. I'm going to stop right there. Chris Cruz, I want you to chime in throughout this as well if you okay. notice anything odd. Okay. I'm going to have my because trusty bell. Just, just, Our BS bell. Good deal. Okay. Uh, this is textbook propaganda writing, and I will lay out why. Yeah. It is, it is yes. classic. Yes. Because any objection you may have, not that you love Trump, but anything where you're like, well, any of your little BS meter going off, your little spidey sense saying this does not seem right, there is something added to make sure to give it cover, to make sure you're not questioning it. Any objection, any question of validity is carefully discussed later on or at some point in the letter. I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. What's the key word there? The thing that you automatically red flag? Uh, resistant. There it is. Done. That is a marketing propaganda line. And although later on they bring up the resistance again and say, no, no, I'm not part of that resistance. No. The Antifa yeah. people, I'm not part of that. Why did you? Why would you put I'm not part of that? Because people like me would go, why are you using the word resistance? See, people like me would point out the resistance. See, this is just the leftists out there trying to take him down within his administration. That's the reason they use this. It's a dog whistle, right? That's what you'd be saying. No, no, I'm not part of that resistance. Then why did you use the word resistance? Why would you want to muddy the waters if your objection, your goal, or your objective or goal is to do good for America, to stop an unhinged president. Why would you create this level of confusion in the first line with resistance? Something that would give any detractor some ammunition to say, oh, they just hate Trump. Six words in, and you already have a problem. It continues, President Trump is facing a test to his presidency, unlike any faced by a modern American leader. It's not just that the special counsel looms large or that the country is bitterly divided over Trump's leadership or that his party might well lose the House to an opposition hell-bent on his downfall. The dilemma, which he does not fully grasp, is that many of his senior officials in his own administration are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. I would know... I am one of them. Lots of little things in there. Let's just touch on a couple. Um, that uh, the special counsel looms, looms large. Special yeah. counsels have loomed large many a times. And there's many people out there that would point out, hey, um, the special counsel uh, may have nothing and likely has nothing on him. Nothing has been presented. And even the things that have been pointed, by, uh, pointed to by his detractors would say, yeah, uh, 
That has nothing to do with him. Well, his uh, his campaign manager didn't have anything to do with it. His attorney, yeah, it was a campaign violation, as we pointed out in the past. Well, uh, what about uh, the House losing? Uh, yeah, that's that's a party losing. What does this have to do whether or not he's unhinged? The country is bitterly divided, Chris, bitterly. We've never been bitterly divided before, ever, except the eight years leading up to him and the eight years before that. And the eight years before that, 24 years prior to the Trump administration, this country has been bitterly divided. Prior to that, not so much in modern times. You go back a little farther, yeah. 24 years, three presidents, each serving eight years. Bitterly divided, Clinton, Bush, Obama. The letter goes on to say, to be clear, ours is not the popular resistance of the left. See? The popular resistance? We want the administration to succeed. They want it to succeed. You you got a problem with that one? Yeah, if you want it to succeed, why do an op-ed to literally bag on Trump? Right. And his administration. You think this is going to help? Okay. This letter is going to help. Trump's going to go, oh my gosh, that letter is the most beautiful letter written within my uh, administration that is part of the resistance, but not the popular resistance. It was beautiful. I'm calling you all in. Uh, I didn't realize this. I will completely change. That's what's going to happen? From a president that they dance around the idea that he may be unhinged and unfit to serve. He's going to do that. Or you think this will take him down and then what? Mike Pence? Is that your goal? This seems odd to me, Chris. Goes on to say, we want the administration to succeed and think that many of its policies have already made America safer and more prosperous. Many, many have done. But we're still going to take it down. Do you realize why this is written? Again, classic propaganda to defeat any objections that somebody may bring up. You want it to succeed and think many things have been done great. Many, not a couple. He's gotten a couple things right, but you're still willing to try to hurt the administration this way. This is all to make sure you don't believe or nobody can promote that this is just an anti-Trump person. And by the way, it's just an anti-Trump person. But we believe our first duty is to this country. And the president... Sorry, Chris, I had a, your first duty is to the country. This is going to help the country. This is the thing. If we could save one child, Doc, if we could save one child. Chris, we're halfway through his first administration. Yeah. Halfway. Yes. You're not going to just say, okay, let's try to work on two years from now. Mm -hmm. Your first duty is what happens to this country knowing how volatile it is that they've already mentioned, Uh, knowing how people are writing Antifa And the white supremacists and others out there, the communists, out there fighting constantly. Physical violence, we've seen. And you know that the people that support Trump will see this, any impeachment attempt at him, wrong or right, they will see this as an attack on them. An attack on an outsider, a D.C. outsider, not an attack on Republicans or conservatives. This this will rip America apart, a whole new level. And you think that that's going to help. That's your duty. That's what's good for America. Your first duty for the country. It says, and the president continues to act in a manner that is detrimental to the health of our republic. 
They're not acting in a manner that's detrimental to write an anonymous letter from within the White House. That's helping America. This is the person who's unhinged. But it continues. That is why many Trump appointees have vowed to do what we can do to preserve our democratic institutions while thwarting Mr. Trump's more misguided impulses until he is out of office. Chris, come on, man. Where are you? The bell. There's like six things in there. Many Trump appointees. Do you understand what's going on, media? I'm not the only one. There is hordes of us in here. In fact, Dan, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's everybody. Even his wife. Even the White House chef. The guy that trims the trees out front. They're all against him. Really, do you understand? They're crafting this image of this unhinged guy, but they're only doing it for America. Gee willikers, I'm in this just as an honest, good, hardworking American that wants good things. Oh, a lot of his stuff has been great. So you praise him and attack him. Which is it? It says, uh, until he is out of office. That's their goal. That's until he's out of office? You're, you're going to work in the White House till he's out of office. The root of the problem, here it is, is the president's amorality. He's amoral. You got a problem with the immoral? That's the root? Yeah. I, I think I know what the root is. Okay. It's the same as it ever was in D.C. from and, this person and everybody else. And that is? Power, money. Oh. That's it. But they're worried the president's immoral. <laughs> immoral. That's it? Trump is immoral. Uh, uh, not Obama, That's not none say. of these other people. Uh, Clinton. Not this person, not other people, part of the resistance. Mm. They're all very moral. Mm. Trump is just immoral. You're basing it on immorality, saying he is unhinged, mm-hmm. and all of this is based on his immorality. Okay. <clears throat> Anyone who works with him knows he is not moored, in, uh, moored to any discernible first principles that guide his decision-making. He has no first principles, none. <laughs> that's it. He, it's just, it's just all willy nilly from the hip. It's all. It's what it is. He has no idea. It's all just whatever he feels like right now. All right. Goes on to say, anyone who works with him knows he is not. Uh, I got that. Although he was elected as a Republican, the president shows little affinity for ideas long espoused by conservatives: free minds, free markets, and free people. <laughs> uh, I got to call on that. Okay. He has no ideas espoused. Again, look at his track record, the first administration. Yeah. I would say President Trump in his first two years of this administration, when you look at the things that he is specifically responsible for, the things on paper, executive orders, vetoes or signatures on pieces of legislation, the uh, things that he has pushed agenda-wise, taxes, policies, whatever, are absolutely moored in free markets, free minds, and free people. Without question, more so than George W. Bush, more so than any of the other people that were on stage with him. Again, not what he's done in the past, but those first two years, the things that he was directly responsible for are far better than most of the people in the House of Representatives. And what uh, Paul Ryan's uh, leadership has done in the House, what John Boehner's has done in the House, most of the centers, Republican leadership without question. But they know better. What things, by the way, side note, what things... 
What things? Has he not been free minds, free markets, or free people? There have been a couple of objections yeah. I've had to things like, well, that's going to create this, and that's more government. Yeah, like the tariff things. Like, are you really thinking Well, even the through? tariff isn't necessarily... You know, not free market, free people, whatever, if he's using it as a negotiating tool. Well, that's what I'm saying. When he was threatening to use tariffs, um, tariffs it, right. but it was like, oh, what is he doing? And if it's, it's free market, uh, tariffs are there. Yeah. So unless you, whoever's writing this letter, are saying we got to get rid of all tariffs, unless you go to a simple fa- flat or fair tax, unless you balance the budget and all of this, they're not part of the free market solution. Again, Trump's is not perfect when it comes to that stuff, but far better than most of those people. The letter goes on to say, at best, he has invoked these idea in scripted settings. At worst, he has attacked them outright. I got to pause there. Um, he has invoked these ideas in scripted settings. What does that mean? Do you mean that this is planned? Yeah. like Scripted it's, settings. Is there, a master, uh, is there a puppet master somewhere that is pulling the strings? Okay, if that's the case... Then his shoot from the hip style that you it's, mentioned in the last yeah. paragraph, you've just contradicted yes. yourself. Yes. He's not grounded in any per, uh, principles, guided decision making. And yet now you're telling me it's a scripted setting and he has attacked those ideas in part of the scripted setting while he's shooting from the hip. <laughs> so the only thing left then is he doesn't have any principles. It's mm-hmm. a puppet master. That's yes. the best you can come up yes. with. Okay. Giving the letter the benefit of the doubt. Still very confusing. In addition to his mass marketing of the notion that the press is the enemy of the people, President Trump's impulses are generally anti-trade, anti-democratic. You gotta, you gonna there because the whole media enemy of the people. Right. Come on, come on. That's not what he means, and that's not what he's saying. That's not what he is. He knows that. By the way, um, the way he means it and has laid it out there, I agree with that. No, the press is not the enemy of the people, but he's not talking all press or the notion of a press. He's talking about the current people in the press that are not actually part of the press. They are just objectors. That's it. That's all it is. But he's the enemy of the people, and he's anti-trade and anti-democratic. Anti-trade? To try to get a better, better deal. Now, you may not like his policies. You may think they'll fail. But from his point of view... To try to get a better deal out of it. I don't like messing with tariffs. It gets really muddy real quick. But to use that to try to get a better deal, that's not anti-trade. That's pro get a damn good deal. Who's not trying to get a better deal today? What person out there wouldn't like the uh, better deal with their boss? I just want to pay you to the 30% more. No, no, I don't want a better deal. What? That makes no sense. This is about half the letter. We're going to dive into the rest of it. But along the way, please share if you have any questions to this letter. If anything strikes you as Brava Sierra, go ahead and tweet at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listen to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, we'll get to uh, some of your tweets coming up in just a moment and uh, get back to this Trump letter. But I'm telling you, and I will lay it out uh, in the next few segments or whatever, why you know it's Bravo Sierra and what the true motivations are behind this thing. And I think you probably understand quite a bit this. We also have a Trump response we'll get to in a couple of minutes. Uh, first, though, I do have to uh, get our sponsor in here, remind you about WaxRx, the WaxRx system available right now at usewaxrx.com. Again, don't confuse. It's not used. It's in used wax. That's just disgusting. It's use WaxRx system. So it's usewaxrx.com. How can you make this more uh, disgusting? disgusting. Doc Thompson, hold my beer. Hold my beer. I got this one. Oh, I can go. I can go all day on that one. (laughs) Usewaxrx.com. It's waiting for you. It's a great system that uh, will clean the earwax out. I mean, you're probably shoving something in there. You're probably shoving the Q-tip, something else in there. Don't do that. You know you're not supposed to. But what else are you going to do? Use WaxRx. Three-step system to get that earwax out, to clean it all out so you're healthy and comfortable. It's usewaxrx.com. And the promo code they're looking for to get it shipped to their door for free? Radio. You want to turn your mic on there. You're worse than Radio. And uh, Mordecai's running the board. <laughs> Use WaxRx promo code radio. All right. Uh, do you have any tweets so far that we should get to before I go back to the letter? Not yet, because I want to hit them all at once. Okay, you want to run I, down? I, yeah, because I have, do have it written down, but I feel like we're not there yet. Okay, the, gotcha. The, the comedy's not there yet. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Back to the letter. about halfway through. In addition to his mass marketing of the notion... Uh, Press up here. already got that part. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, there are bright spots that the near ceaseless negative coverage of the administration fails to capture. Okay. Effective deregulation, historic tax reform, and more robust military and more. Um, so he's doing a good job then? <laughs> I know. Like, I want to call the BS. There are bright spots like... that the negative coverage of the administration fails to capture. So, so they're saying that the people have actually covered, covered this? Covered yeah. They've told you about effective deregulation? They've told you about historic tax return reform, like in a positive way, or a ro- more robust military and more. Yeah. Okay. Um, or are they saying that there are bright spots that the negative coverage failed to capture? In other words, the media. Hmm. I think they mean the media. Right? Yes. Yeah. They're it's talking the about. Term. Yeah. They're talking okay, about the media. Great. You're one. right. They yeah. haven't done that. So now the media is bad. Is so the media. Bad? He's right about that. Yeah. They're they're saying that that ah. But these successes have come despite, not because of the president's leadership style. Oh, okay. It's not oh. him. Can't, sorry. <clears throat> Can't even give him credit for that. It's not it. So who's, who's doing this? If it's not him, who's in charge? They're all going rogue in there. Listen, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. I'm going to do this, uh, this tax thing. Mm. <clears throat> I'm going to do all this. Anybody could be in there. Okay. The president's leadership style, which is impetuous, adversarial, petty, and ineffective. From the White House to executive branch departments and agencies, senior officials will privately admit their daily disbelief at the commander-in-chief's comments and actions. Most are working to insulate their operations from his whims. Meetings with him veer off topic and off the rails. He engages in repetitive rants and his impulsive results are in half-baked, ill-informed, and occasionally reckless decisions that have to be walked back. You got a problem with that? I do. Okay. The whole, the whole, uh, now you're, now you're saying, oh, he's bad. He's, he's shooting from the hips again. Look at him. We Mm -hmm. cannot even control him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the overall thing I would say about this is, and this probably you've probably gotten to this point about the letter in general. Uh, where where's your proof? Yes. I need examples, and I need proof of those examples. Where are they? Which is the overall failure of this in general? They say that um, there is literally no telling whether he may might change his mind from one minute to the next. A top official complained to me recently, uh, exasperated by an Oval Office meeting at which the president's flip-flopped, uh, the president flip-flopped on a major policy decision he'd made a week earlier. Okay, so remember when that was changing your mind? Yeah. Can't do that? I need specific examples. Yep. Okay, there's just a touch more of this letter we'll get to coming up, and then we'll get to some of your comments, and we'll even open up the phone lines, 888-900-3393. This is The Morning Blaze. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, getting back to this letter that was supposedly written by a member of the Trump administration, a senior official. Senior official, yeah. A senior official, which, by the way, quick little side note, is pretty generic term. It is, yes, it How is. How senior? Cabinet level senior? Because that's what people think. Yes. That's what the media wants you to believe. Yeah, and if, when you put senior, mm-hmm. it means that he is in the circle, the inside circle. The inner of, circle of, of trust. Of the Trump administration where, you know, hey, this is where we hit the body, <clears throat> and this is what we're going to do to the American people. It's, it's, it's a cabinet position. It's a secretary. Mm-hmm. That's what they would have mm-hmm. you believe. Yep. The letter continues, the erratic behavior would be more concerning if it weren't for unsung heroes in and around the White House. Mm. Some of his aides have been cast as villains by the media, but in private, they've gone to great lengths to keep bad decisions contained to the West Wing, though they are clearly not always successful. It may be cold comfort in this chaotic era, but Americans should know that there are adults in the room. We fully recognize what is happening, and we are trying to do what's right, even when Donald Trump won't. Yeah, you gotta. I do, I do. When it talks about this, the there's adults in the room. So now Trump, mm-hmm. first he shoots from the hips. No, no, no. He's doing some things. Right. Oh, he's back to shooting the hips. The media's covering. He's back to shooting the hips. Now he's still shooting from the hips. Right. Yeah, but yeah, you see what's going on here. Yes. The person writing the letter is that resistance. It, yes. So they are saying. I'm one of the adults in the room. I am the adult. I'm making sure that he doesn't cross that line. This is what you call another example of being self-serving. <laughs> Whether I know. Right. I'm I'm the smart one here. Uh, you know what? Maybe you are, but you also weren't the one that ran for president and the one that got elected duly, officially, legally. You didn't do that. They said uh, the result is a two-track presidency. Take foreign policy. In public and in private, President Trump shows a preference for autocrats and dictators, such as President Vladimir Putin of Russia and North Korea's Korea's leader Kim Jong. You got a problem with that? Why? Why do we always have to go to Putin and North Korea? He's showing them a preference. 
Is he? Because if he is, damn, he's showing some tough love. <laughs> we have pointed out, although he has praised whatever, we know that's part of his negotiating yes. tactics. He, he said, he called him Rocket Man and mocked Kim Jong-un and, and then, then glad-handed him. <laughs> what? Right. Hey, stand here. You look pretty on this side. If Come you on, said the here. guy's crazy because he says horrible things and then good things, you'd have more credibility yes. in this letter. But to say he shows a preference for them? No, I'm sorry. He does not. All we know, when Trump wants you to think that he's on your good side, he says, you're tremendous. You're beautiful. He may not I even really you. believe it. It's just he, for he negotiation. Yes. So the guy that you said has no basis in morality or any of this stuff and is not consistent is consistently showing a preference for autocrats and dictators. Come on. Do you see the problem there? Yes. yes. He's not being consistent in yes. it. Yes. He glad hands and whatever. The consistency, I believe, is for negotiating purposes. You know, the proof will be? In the pudding. In the pudding. When, when we get beyond all of this, you'll know. We now look back and say, some of that has been true. <clears throat> Moving on. He said, uh, shows a preference for Putin of Russia, North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un, and displays little genuine appreciation for ties that bind us to allies, like-minded nations. <laughs> you mean by asking them to pay their fair share and holding them accountable at times? Ah, uh, ding, that's <clears throat> a good thing. He said, astute, astute observers have noted, though, other people, not, not okay, me. Not it's him. Not, me. Yes. Off your not the adult. There. Not right. the adult. Got it. The rest of the administration is operating on another track, one where countries like Russia are called out for meddling and punished accordingly, and where allies around the world are engaged in peers rather than uh, ridiculed as rivals. See, again, they're doing the right thing. Yeah. They're holding Putin accountable. That's what they're doing. You know, they like our allies. Mm -hmm. Admitting that they are working against the president's agenda. Again, it doesn't matter if you like the agenda. He is officially president of the United States. And if you're working against him, you are doing wrong. Yeah. And if you, you were there to do a job to support the administration. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, it, he's the president. Sorry. If you are working against him, in my views, you're working against the country. Uh, yes, exactly. And may not officially be illegal, but certainly is Troubling. illegal in spirit. Yeah. Maybe not Troubling. by the letter of the law. Yes. This would be like... Uh, Glenn laying out a policy or a plan forward for this this network. Doc's going to be on in the morning, 6 yes. to 9 Eastern time. Then I'm going to be on 9 to noon. Pat's going to be on noon to 3. And I just start showing up, I don't know, at uh, 1030. Hmm. Sitting down and pushing the microwave from Glenn and saying, sorry, this is the time I want to be on. Yeah. That's not what the policy is. No. That's what I'm going to be on. How long would that happen? Uh, no, not even the first time. No, 10 seconds. Yes. You get him out of here and you're fired. Yes. Sorry. <clears throat> on Russia, they say, for example, uh, the president was reluctant to expel so many of Mr. Putin's spies as punishment for the poisoning of a former Russia spy in Britain. He complained for weeks about uh, senior staff members letting him get boxed into further confrontations with Russia as he expressed frustration that the United States continued to impose sanctions on the country for its malign behavior. But his national security team knew better. Such actions had to be taken to hold Moscow ac accountable. <laughs> I got to tell you, first of all, we don't have all the information mm -mm. on that. We don't even know if this person does. Exactly. We also don't know how much of this is true, as we've pointed out. But perhaps, just imagine for a moment, the president is trying to use his style of negotiations where it's carrot and stick. Boom, punch him. Boom, offer him a little carrot. Which one do you want? Which has been his 
his life. That's yeah. what he knows. Yeah. And by the way, that's what Putin and Kim Jong-un knows. Yep. That's who these guys are as well. If that's the case, you have not even given him the opportunity to succeed. You're saying, let's go back to all those ways that is what made us so successful in the past. Yeah. Finally, the letter goes on to say, this isn't the work of the so-called deep state. It's the work of the steady state. (laughs) What's the point there, Chris? Because they knew people today would say, there it is, deep state. It proves the deep state. No, no. We're not giving credit to the deep state. We're just going to say we're not the deep state. It's a steady state. There's not a deep state. No, this actually does give some credence to the deep state. It's just how deep is the state? Given the instability many witnessed, there were early whispers within the cabinet of invoking the 25th Amendment, which would start a complex process for removing the president. Okay, hang on. The deep state. (laughs) Given the instability so many have witnessed, you realize part of the instability is you. Mm -hmm. If you hadn't worked against him, you know what would have happened? Do you think the guy would accidentally launch nukes, anything like this? No, his failures, if they exist, his erratic style would be more front and center. Yes. And you would start that process of the 25th Amendment or impeachment, which would be better for America by what they're saying. You have actually slowed that process down. If it's to be believed. Why do they mention the 25th Amendment in here? The 25th Amendment, of course. It says basically if the president is incapacitated or unfit to serve as president, mentally deficient, that they can remove him from office. He's not. Chris, why do they mention that in here? They're planting that seed of doubt. That's the whole purpose. Look, a senior official thinks he's mentally unstable. Look at this, CNN. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, CNN. Each 45. I had to turn off CNN because it was unbelievable that they fell for that trap right that's what it is but of course no you know he's listen maybe we're at a point where we need to invoke the 25th amendment maybe chris it may need to happen okay but to show you how stable we adults in the room are no one wanted to participate in a constitutional crisis so we will do what we can to steer the administration in the right direction until one way or another it's over (laughs) one way or another it's over it's over see it's it's that bad. We're at a crisis. Yes, we 25th are. Amendment. We got but, We just, that extra process is yeah, complex and yes, long. It's a constitutional yeah. crisis. We didn't we, want to tear America we, apart. We don't want, the Constitution should be beautiful. Not like this letter, which is uniting us. Oh, yeah, dog. Have you seen that letter? The bigger concern is not what Mr. Trump has done to the presidency, but rather what is a nation we have, a, we as a nation have allowed him to do to us. We have sunk low with him and allowed our discourse to be stripped of civility. The result is a two-track presidency. What? What are you talking about, two-track presidency? I touched on that earlier even. It's not civil, you know. They said, um, Senator John McCain put it best in his farewell leather. Oh, Doc. Oh, a couple of tweets have come in and... Okay, finish, because what, I, think okay. It, I think it proves their point of that this letter. That one line. Senator John McCain put it best. Of the only person that you have cited in this, the it's only person in this entire letter dead. that you have cited as the steady guiding force forward 
is Senator John McCain, a progressive Republican (laughs) who, by the way, is being heralded by everybody right now because of his recent death. That's not timely. That's Uh, not opportunistic. uh, And that doesn't show if you believe John McCain is the steady guiding force, if you are truly a Republican, this just shows your true motives when it comes to ideas and values. You want progressive Republicanism not conservatism. Yet they went ahead and mentioned the word conservative earlier. Why? Because that's the marketing tool. It's all about the words. It's the the classic liberal getting changed into uh, conservatism or the liberals trying to, the now liberals stealing the term liberal. Yes. That's all it is. Senator John McCain put it best in his farewell letter. All Americans should heed his words and break free of the tribalism trap with the high aim of uniting through our shared values and love of a great nation. This letter is avoiding tribalism. This is king tribalism. That's exactly what this is. This is uniting. No, it's dividing. You're not talking about reasonable solutions. You're not talking about, you know, making the best of this. We no longer have Senator McCain. The letter says, but we will always have his example. A lone star, uh, I'm sorry, a lodester for restoring honor to public life and our national dialogue. Mr. Trump may fear such honorable men, but we revere them. That's not personal. This is absolutely personal at that point. He may fear them. I felt much the same way Trump felt, not so much about the dishonor captured and all of that, but him being a progressive and not, I don't, I wouldn't like John McCain. I think I would like Trump better than McCain. I've interviewed McCain. He was insulting. He was arrogant. That's just who he was. But that's the guy we should revere. The career politician who was arrogant and talked down to people with progressive policies. Okay, good. And then finally, here's the close of the letter. There is a quiet resistance with the administration of people choosing to put country first. Wrong. 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 Boom. You're wrong. But the real difference will be made by everyday citizens rising above politics. Reach. What do you got there? Rising. So the resistance is rising. Oh, I'll tell you a little bit more what that means. Rising above politics, reaching across the aisle and resolving to shed the labels in in favor of one single is a single one, Americans. Okay, what does that mean? How are they going to rise above and reach across? Okay. How do everyday Americans reach across the aisle? They talk. They try to. Oh, there's a really good opportunity for them to do that. When? To get rid of those tribals in the parties. Hmm. Let's get rid of that. Okay. Um, in early November. Oh, so that's how they could reach on the, oh. Everything now you have to question. Yeah. Why is it really being done? Mm -hmm. Yes, this is self-serving. Yes, the letter is about that person. They're butthurt and they're progressives. But this is ultimately about the election. This stuff is all done if, in fact, this letter was truly written by somebody within the administration. And I would not put it past the, the New York Times or anybody else giving themselves some plausible deniability somewhere that they wrote it themselves. Isn't this exactly what somebody would write if they wanted you to believe this horrible stuff about Trump? If they wanted to make it seem like this letter was legit. This is exactly how they would have written it. They're so serious, so concerned. They so want to help. 
that they remain anonymous. Why would you do such a thing? I don't get it. It wouldn't carry more weight if a pick somebody, Mike Pompeo, okay. stepped forward and yeah. said, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm going to go on all of these networks and I'm going to lay out a specific. Look at this. I got papers. This shows you. I took notes. Here's what President Trump said. Here's how he is truly unstable, mentally unfit. This is what it's like. And by the way, Sharon from uh, the uh, Pete's here with me as well. <clears throat> here's, the, here's the group. All of these people so want to put country first that they want to remain anonymous. What does that do for them? It puts their job and their career first. Yep. You wouldn't care about such things if you truly wanted to put the country first. And if there are so many administrations in there, or so many people within the administration steering him away from these horrible policies, they can't spare you to go out and tell the truth in the media. The others, the adults will still be in the room to help steer him. This is about them, and this is about the election. This is essentially the Me Too movement. This is the trial by media based on wild allegations from one anonymous source that was reported on in a known progressive publication. And that publication gets attacked daily by the president. Add it all up. Where is the proof? I demand proof of all of these things. Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, we can speculate and we do, but we say over and over again, where is the proof? Most of those cases, we have never been offered any type of even plausible, not even definitive, but plausible proof in this stuff. Just allegations over and over. I call on this anonymous source to step forward. If you truly want to put country first and it's to be believed that you are that noble, that you were driven late at night, pulling your hair out, drinking, I've got to do something to save my country. I'm going to write this letter. It's not to hurt the administration. It's to save America. Then put your country first. Put your money where your mouth is and stand up and tell the world who you are. Offer proof. Until then, this is just trial by media for the purpose of your own little personal agenda, which is likely to help the blue wave this fall. And that's it. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's contradictory within itself. Every other line or so contradicts something else that has already been written in the letter. It is clearly self-serving. It is not based on anything that is provable. It is wild allegations to believe that this letter is even real. And even if the letter was truly written by a senior member of the White House, who is it? And how do we know that their allegations are real? This is secondhand allegations. Yeah. There's the allegations that are represented in the letter, but the letter hasn't even been proven real. 
There's nothing to be believed about this until there is proof. You have any tweets? Uh, hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. We'll also open the phone lines in a minute. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Stinky Biscuit saying any bets? This was written by a McCain staffer, right? Of course. And that this was before be. you read that McCain part. Okay. Well, hang on a second. How would the New York Times ever be held accountable if this was a complete fraud? True. How would we know? How would they ever be held accountable? True. Imagine you're an editor at the New York Times. Uh. And you have a fake letter like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe one you've written or somebody else has written. And you publish it. (laughs) Where's where's the accountability? Where's the proof? This is remember, this is an op-ed, it's allegations. It's not like they're reporting. We have anonymous sources say that the president killed someone in 84. <laughs> that you could be, you know, yes. it could be called liable. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, uh, lawsuits. <clears throat> there could be some challenge to it. This, there's no challenge. Mm-mm. It's an op-ed. And the New York Times is doing this great civic. Uh, responsible uh, act and their duty because they're publishing this horrible thing. You could say anything then. Mm -hmm. By the way, Trump saved my life three times. Oh, he did? He did, yeah. I used to work inside the White House. Oh. Yeah. Well, not me directly. I have an anonymous source. Oh, okay. Come on, guys. It's just, you could claim anything. Uh, B from the SAV saying, anonymous source, Melania True. Excuse me, someone close to the, the president. The president, of course. <laughs> uh, Zach saying, the letter wasn't written with an accent, though. <laughs> Zach uh, written out, uh, anonymous source is the Greek for bologna sandwich. Yep, that's it. Uh, Zach saying, politics has gone full retard. Yep, and you remember, we learned in that documentary, you never go full, retard. Never go full retard. What was that, down uh, I don't know Tropic the movie, Thunder? I don't know what the movie is, but I, I know the reference that you're talking about. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Uh, Chris P. Jackal saying, 20 bucks says New York Times wrote it. Same as downtown. Which, which is more likely in this? That, it, that, it, that a senior administration, the way it's being presented, wrote all of this, and it's true, and it's true. Or the New York Times uh, published something that is not even written from somebody in the White House. I'm thinking that um, it was written by the New York Times, but they took it from the new book. They took it from the new book. Oh, Bob Woodward's? The Bob Woodward book. Yeah, kind of. I, wasn't even, I was not going to mention Bob Woodward's book. Oh, I was not even going to do it on the air because it's crap. Again, it's no, all it is allegations. A, yes, it's and another. You know. It's another Amorosa book. You know, right? It's, that's it's, exactly it's it. A, it's another Amorosa book. And again, Bob, cite all of your sources and stop drawing conclusions and offer me some proof now. Yes, wasn't even going to mention it. And you know Bob Woodward's agenda. Yes, you know this. Yes, yes. Is it no? Is it Bernstein? Bernstein's book. It's not Woodward's. No, is it it's, Bernstein? It's Woodward. I always get the two of them. On. Maybe it is Woodward. I always get the two of them confused. Anyway, you know his agenda. You know what what this is really about. Yeah, it's a Woodward book. Yeah, it's Woodward. Yeah. You, you know, he's progressive. You got yeah. it. Yeah. So that's all that's going on here. Uh, you got Rocky with an eye saying, It'll take, I'll take a wild guess and say the author of the letter might be Omarosa. She's very shrewd. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> she is. Fantastic. 
If you haven't tried Field of Greens, uh, you are missing out. No. Oh, you can start living healthier, probably lose weight. You're doing what's good for your body, your hairs, your nails, your, your nails, your digestive system, your immune system, all by getting those vegetables in your diet via via Field of Greens. I saw that Glenn uh, opened the can and he said, it "Smells like salad." Yeah. And I was like, "That's fantastic!" Yes. Grab a salad, smell it, and it smells just like all those greens you have uh, in there. That's because you know what's in salad. What? Vegetables. Oh. And you know what's in Field of Green. What? Uh, vegetables. Oh. That's uh, why it smells like that. That's why it is. With just a scoop in some liquid mixed up and consumed by you, you will get your daily dose or at least one full serving of a daily dose of vegetables and uh, fruits. All you have to do is go to Field of Green's website at BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com. And order it up today. If you use the promo code DOC, you'll get a discount. It is Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Likely that anyone would ever be able to prove that this letter was a fraud if it is a fraud. I yes. mean, a fraud that it really wasn't written by somebody in the administration. Yes, it would be very difficult to prove, yes. It would be near impossible. Yes. The New York Times would be hiding this. How would anybody ever, why, how would they ever be forced to? But something, something says this is going to pop. We're going to get more on this and it's going to be obvious. It's going to be proved that this is. BS? Complete BS. Like not even from somebody in the administration. I just, uh, I have that feeling. Something. Well, yeah. And, and, even, again, even if it is, you understand their motivations. Yes. They are not a conservative. They do not want those things. This is about the progressive agenda within the Republican Party. This is the Meghan McCain style. Yes. And if I, I don't know, <clears throat> I'm a big shady person. I will get those books that says they're insider books at the Amorosas, the Woodward one, and just start, you know, filling mm-hmm. the blanks and and do some storytelling. Yep. And next thing I know, boom! Oh my gosh, I got an op-ed. Right there, it is done. You can't do that. Yep. Those books have pictured a presidency of they don't trust him. He shoots from the hips. How yep. is it that most of those most of that letter had key topics or key words that? Everybody uses everything. Oh, they're day. talking points. That's all it is. It's just the talking points. Yeah. You see it. But of course, then they were quick to go, oh, and by the way, this isn't a talking point because <laughs> that's really what they were doing in this thing. But it still means they're talking points. So which is it from their perspective, if this letter is to be believed? Which is it? Do you object to his policy decisions Okay. or his style because he is mentally unhinged? Which mm. is it? Because they kind of go back and forth. Oh, look at this tariffs that he's not free markets, although he did some really good things. Uh, but these things are not. It's just that he's unhinged. He's in a bombastic. <laughs> really? Because he attacks people? That's what makes him mentally unstable? No, this is not it. This is somebody who is over-emotional if it is in fact real. 
but I question even if it is. Yeah. The bottom line is we don't know. And until we know, until it's proven, it is not to be believed. Yeah. Sorry. I got a couple tweets here, Doc Thompson. Um, Halibut saying, the New York Times has become Twitter. One anonymous writer wow. after anonymous writer after anonymous writer spew nonsense. They never have been, uh, and they will never be accountable. There it is. Done. Scruffy Nerf Herder saying, what if Trump wrote the op-ed to mess with the media? That would be so wonderful Think to about make it. a point. That is like legitimately like <clears throat> high level trolling. Like I'm talking about like oh, executive I, level, double oh, platinum level, the commander in chief level, level of trolling. trolling. It really would be. But wouldn't it make that point? It would Imagine make, today uh, or a couple days from now, a couple days from now, it comes out and Trump goes now. Here's look. Here's me making the videotape. Here's me writing it. Let me show you all this stuff, whatever, and uh, proof of how this was done and why to show you how people will print anonymous letters, even though there is no proof. To Dude, it. if this would, if this is possible, and he does this, and he, it was him. This will shoot him. I don't think. But you know, you know what they would do though. They would go, oh, that's unhinged to do that. True. That's what they would do. But True. still, it but would it would certainly prove it to, to a lot of us. And right? lastly, the last tweet is, hello, CNN. This is the New York Times. Yeah, we need some an op-ed. Can you have <laughs> someone write a fake newsletter and send it to us? Uh, thank you. All right, listen. CNN is kicking our concern, our, uh, our progressive asses here. Yes, yes. CNN is uh, they're kicking. We're coming all across as conservative what can like we we're carrying do? water. What, what can, can we, we do? I've got an idea. Oh. I'm just spitballing here. All right, chief. We present an uh -huh. anonymous letter that we write. Wait. Now, we know people within the administration would like to write this letter. Oh, okay. Because we know these things are true. Okay. So, we write it. It's uh, kind of like a reenactment that they do oh, on TV. Creative writing. You ever see them do that, right? Yeah, yeah. You ever see yeah. the reenactment, right? Yes, yes. Or we call it... Uh, <sighs> Historical fiction. Mm. You know, we tell a story about, uh, I don't know, the, the Whiskey Rebellion. Mm. But we take some liberties with it because mm. it's, it's, uh, it's a fiction piece based on history. We call it um, topical fiction. <laughs> current events fiction, that's what it is. It's fiction we write based on current events. There's some truths to it. <laughs> that's really what you're talking about yes. here. On Valentine's Day of this year, Polly Olson was handing out religiously themed Valentines with messages that say things like, Jesus loves you. And we know how disturbing that is. Oh, we. And nobody wants to find out somebody loves them, and certainly uh, not that Jesus that guy. That Jesus guy. Well, I'm, I'm not gay. Is he that stalker that, yes. that plays hacky sack in the alley oh, behind the 7 no, no, Eleven? No, no, no. He's the stalker that, oh, kids remind you about love. Because I don't caring. want to hear about that guy loving me. No. Certainly not as a Valentine. Mm -hmm. Please. No. no. So the campus uh, uh, at the University of, uh, this is uh, Northeast Wisconsin Technical College, the NWTC, very troubled by this. So. They tagged her for suspicious activity and boop, kicked boop. her off of campus. Now we uh, enter Rick Eisenberg, president of WillLaw.org. Hey, Rick, how are you? Uh, good morning. How are you? Doing well. So tell us about Polly Olson. Uh, she, was, she, was she doing something truly nefarious and troubling? Well, you know, it's just the way you described it. Uh, every Valentine's Day, in honor of her mother, who passed away, she hands out these little homemade Valentines, and they say offensive things like, Jesus loves you, you are cared for, that type of wow. thing. And she does it because she understands that, you know, some people will never get a message like that on Valentine's Day. 
So she's passing these out in a, in, in a, on campus there at, at WTC, and a call goes out uh, that a white female is engaged in suspicious activity. Wow. Uh, the security forces descend on her. Uh, they apprehend her, and they tell her that she has to knock it off. Uh, they tell her that people could be offended by that. They they say that she's violating the school's anti-solicitation policy. And here's the important part from right. a legal perspective. She's speaking outside of the public assembly area, which I call the free speech zone. Like NWTC, like a lot of campuses, has a zone where people can speak. And if you try to speak, if you try to communicate ideas outside of the zone without permission, uh, then you're violating the school rules. And, uh, you know, we told them that was unconstitutional. Uh, they hunkered down and lawyered up, and so now we're in court. Okay, so wow, there's so many little pieces of this. First of all, does this school get public um, funds at all? It's a public, it's a public university. It's, uh, okay. it's a public uh, technical college. Okay, Absolutely. yeah, because technical college, I didn't know if it was just, you know, for-profit, profit or whatever. If they get public funds, well then, Rick... Sorry, guys. Um, all of those rules and, and rights apply. You know, free speech, I'm sorry. Now, if it's a private and private property and whatever, you may be in a different situation. Beyond that, I would say we need to get a handle on this, Rick, and, and, and finally start holding these public universities. If they get my tax dollars, sorry, it's got to apply to everybody's rights. Everyone's rights has First to be accounted. NWTC is a government. First Amendment applies to the government, and that means that if you're a college or you're a public university, you can't put free speech in the box. But you see this happening across the country where you know, college administrators have decided that being safe, and I put those words in quotes, means that you shouldn't be exposed to opinions that uh, you don't want to hear or that you don't like or that make you uncomfortable. And the First Amendment does not permit that. Uh, and, and in any event, it's a bad way to run a college because it produces young adults who are unable to cope with the world because, you know, the world uh, has this way of uh, exposing you to things that make you uncomfortable and that you don't like. And college is a good time to start getting used to that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the first, obviously, like we said, is the constitutionality of this. And again, if it's public, then no, it shouldn't be. The second then, yeah, is the... Um, the philosophies that allow something like this to flourish on college campuses, this idea of safe spaces and all this. And Rick, you're right. The world is not safe. It is not. And certainly how are ideas and opinions dangerous as long as you are able to research and have your own opinions as well? Right. We used to think that college was a time where we would go off and, and, and we would be exposed to stuff we hadn't heard before. And we would try to figure out what we think about it. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, if you, uh, uh, if, you, uh, uh, if you put somebody in a cocoon uh, when they're a young adult and when they're learning how to cope with the world, um, they're going to have a, a, a lot more trouble uh, when uh, they get outside there and uh, nobody is uh, willing to respect their safe spaces. So it's a bad policy from the perspective of what makes a good university in and then again, as you said, uh, so importantly, it's simply inconsistent with the First Amendment when we had a public university involved as we have here. Let's touch for a moment on public universities and the free speech zones that they have, either stated free speech zones or just the idea of them that they would have. And they say, um, well, we allow some of this over here, but not over here. Rick, what are the boundaries of free speech on a, again, publicly funded college campus? Obviously, there have to be some rules that 
keep people and their free speech from disrupting classes or bothering people if they're trying to sleep in their dorm room or something like that? Oh, sure. You, 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 a, a university can have reasonable rules. You know, you can't, you know, run into a physics lecture and, you know, start to, you know, screaming about uh, uh, President Trump. Uh, you can't, uh, you shouldn't be able to disrupt other speakers on campus. You should uh, be able to, uh, uh, you know, bring a loudspeaker into the library and blare loud music when people are trying to study. But that's not what was going on here, right? She was in an area where it wasn't a classroom. She wasn't disrupting people studying. She was, you know, it was simply an area where students congregate. They go back and forth. They speak to each other. It was sort of a public area. Uh, but what the university here has decided is that it should inoculate uh, the campus from free speech. They should put free speech in a box. So they have this small uh, public assembly area, which is, uh, uh, you know, less than uh, a half an acre, maybe a lot less than a half an acre on a campus of over 100 acres. That's the only place that you can engage in speech activities. And you can't even do that unless you go to the university and get permission first. And, uh, you know, they can deny you permission for any reason that they want. And so, it, yeah, yeah, you can have reasonable rules in order to uh, allow classes to proceed and studying to happen, but this is the opposite of that. This is, this is putting free speech in a little box on campus, and, and that is unconstitutional. I would imagine the boundaries of that free speech are like so many things when we talk about our personal freedoms and constitutionally pr- protected freedoms, and that is my right to speechify and, you know, profess whatever I want in that public arena ends or is limited only by um, infringing your rights. So if you are in a private locale, private property, um, or something I'm saying is, is physically accosting you or I'm doing something, those are the boundaries because I would then be infringing somebody else's rights. Right. So an easy way to think about this is that the government should never be able to um, restrict speech based solely on the content of Uh. what somebody is saying. So uh, the government has the right to restrict what is called fighting words. So if I come up to you, I get two inches away from your face, and I call you a horrible, awful name, so that um, any reasonable person would think that the next thing that's going to happen is not that you refute me, uh, but you slug me. Uh, that can be disorderly conduct, right? So, so, uh, but that's a very, very narrow and mm-hmm. limited uh, uh, class of speech that can be restricted. The other way is if 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 you can, are uh, uh, inciting immediate unlawful um, action. So I get a bunch of people together and I say, you know, uh, uh, I get them all worked up and I say, you know, let's go down town and torch the post office and we all get our, our, our you know incendiary devices and off we go uh that might be speech that can be uh, restricted as a conspiracy to damage public property or something like that but that too is very very narrow and so you know what we have uh, on, on college campuses now is you have administrators increasingly saying that in order to protect speech we must restrict speech and that means that we must not allow people to say things to have to, their speech should not have a content that makes other people feel uncomfortable or unsafe or you know and and, and that type of regulation of speech is uh, absolutely inconsistent with our uh, constitutional t- uh, traditions the supreme court Liberal justices, conservative justices have never allowed that type of thing and never should allow that type of thing because it's inconsistent with 
um, this broad guarantee of freedom of speech, which really is one of the things that makes the United States unique and great. So then using all of that, uh, were there other examples where the university, this um, uh, Northeast Wisconsin Technical College, where they have allowed people to hand out similar things that just didn't mention Jesus, where they really were targeting the content of her words? Well, you know, there certainly have been uh, instances where they've allowed speech activities to take place outside of the zone. Uh, uh, You know, there was, um, uh, and some of it might be thought to have religious connotations. They had a um, uh, a jihad, you know, a a scarf wrapping uh, uh, lessons that were held at one point, but and the guard did tell her that somebody might regard her Valentine's as offensive. Um, I, you know, in this case of NWTC, it's more, I think, that NWTC simply just doesn't want any speech activities to break out um, all over its campus. Um, but uh, you are pointing out, I think, one of the big problems with these anti-speech policies on campus is they generally are not... Uh, uniformly or even handedly applied. And so speech that um, is uh, more likely to be acceptable to the administrators or acceptable to the majority sentiment on campus is more likely to be allowed to go. While other speech, and it's often conservative speech, um, you you may know about the case we won for uh, Dr. McAdam at Marquette University earlier this year when he was fired for, uh, attempted to fire for for blog, uh, posting a blog. you know, it tends to be unpopular speech, which on campus is often conservative speech, which gets suppressed. So what's the status of the case? Well, we just filed it. And, uh, you know, what, what happens now is, you, you know, uh, with litigation, it tends to go uh, sort of slow. Uh, if the university decides that it wants to defend this unconstitutional policy, then I suspect what will happen is the judge will enter a scheduling order, uh, the parties at some point will file motions to, because I don't think there's any dispute about what actually happened, will file motions that ask the judge to apply the law uh, to the facts of this case and uh, uh, declare, uh, we hope, declare this uh, free speech zone policy unconstitutional, which we think will not only vindicate the rights of students at this small technical college in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I think will also send a message um uh, which we need to keep sending across the country that, you know, uh, college is a place where you debate ideas, you don't silence them. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for what you're doing, Rick. Keep us uh, posted on the outcome of this and good luck, okay? We'll we'll, we'll do that. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming on and telling your story. We'll post uh, links to um, Will's um, uh, website, uh, will-law.org, will-law.org, if you want to find out more about this. Quick break, back with more in a moment. But first, got to tell you about iTarget Pro. What a fantastic product. It's one of my favorites. It's uh, it's such a um, life hack. It's one of those things you know you got to practice your skills. You know you want to practice. And you go, okay, I'm going to go to the range. I don't have time. I mean, I'd like to go to the range. Love to. Love to be shooting all day today. It's not the time even being there. It's the time getting there. And then, of course, the expense. And I can't go every day and I don't have the money to shoot off, you know, you know, 400 rounds every day. Okay, I'll dry fire. Great, but it's not quite the same because you don't know where it goes. No, no. iTarget Pro kind of gives you the best of both worlds. You could still go and, and go to the range from time to time. That's a ball, of course. But this works with a proprietary app on your phone so you know where you're shooting. And unlike the range, you can then practice truly 
wherever you would like be likely to use a gun. It's not just in a controlled environment like the range. It's in your house, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, at work, wherever it is where you frequent and wonder, huh, I wonder if somebody could bust in there. We have that concern around here. So we've practiced here with the iTarget Pro system. It's only 89 bucks. You can get it online with a 10% discount if you use the promo code DOC. It's iTargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com and the promo code is DOC. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, Chris, I just feel like, uh, wow, we've accomplished so much here today. And a lot of it has been uh, fairly serious targeted. Yeah. And uh, I prefer to uh, mock all of this stuff. But it gets pretty okay. frustrating when we realize this is all crap. And when he, there's no, like, intellectual honesty with this stuff. There's no mm-hmm. challenges in the media. <laughs> Dude, it was like, and I just, I didn't even fully see the letter yesterday. This letter, this op-ed in the New York Times. Here's a little kind of insider baseball for you behind the scenes. Let me pull the curtain back a little bit. Okay. My personal life. I don't subscribe to the New York Times. What? No, I don't. Even uh, even when I try to click on little links, mm-hmm. I get the, you've clicked on it twice this month already. Pay us money. <laughs> and then I have to go in through another device yes. and then copy it and then send it to myself so I can pull it up <laughs> on my computer or send it to a friend. If I see somebody else where I'm like, okay, I need to have exactly what they did when it's more about the New York Times. So I didn't even see this till I saw, wait, what is this? And, I mean, CNN, it was like breaking news. Like, um, Russia has just dropped a nuclear bomb on Minnesota. I mean, dude, it was (laughs) whoop, whoop. And even Wolf Blitzer, who is not the worst person at CNN. No, he's not. He is shockingly one of the more reasonable and more traditional measured reporters there was... Interviewing people as if this was fact. It was not, let's challenge some of the things that were said. Mm -hmm. What is the likelihood this is real? If it is real, but what if it isn't real? No. It was, this is gospel. We have proof of the president. Here he is. Four different tapes. uh, 17 witnesses. (laughs) All of this doing this horrible thing. No, it was just as gospel. They start with it as fact because they want it to be fact. And, and you, I was just like, "What? You can't." And then you can't start at a place that, "Oh, we want facts, so this is going to be fact." You right. can't start there. Where was the challenge? Where was one person yesterday going, "Guys, come on. There's no proof of this." Yes, it seems very disturbing, but we don't even know if the letter is true that it is somebody in the administration. It's just the New York Times telling this and they have an axe to grind. We know that. But even if you think they would ever do anything as reprehensible as printing something knowing that it was false, how do we know that their source is legit? Yes. Let's say the New York Times is above board, Chris. They're abs- How dare you impugn their fine. New York Times, 
love you to pieces. Eat you up with a spoon. Nim, 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 nim. You would never do anything like this. How do we know it's accurate? How do we know you've done your due diligence? How do you know you're not being scammed? Okay, got it. You're not being scammed. It is truly somebody in the administration. Who's that person? Hmm. How do we know that they're stable? Mm -hmm. How do we know that Trump didn't threaten to fire them and now they have an axe to grind and they're disgruntled employee? You're telling me you know they're a gruntled employee? (laughs) How? Do you see how many questions there are every step? That the New York Times is legit. Number two, that they did their due diligence and they're not being scammed. Number three, that the person who's writing this doesn't have an axe to grind. Number four, what the person is saying is accurate. All of that, Chris, before we get to, oh my gosh, the president's unhinged. What are we going to do? It's crazy. More proof now of what this is really about. Do we have the Chuck Schumer audio? Yes, we do. All right. Kirk Jones, spin of the dials, radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas today has audio of Chuck Schumer from the weekend. I believe this was Monday, Labor Day, Labor Union Day. Chuck Schumer is out at a parade at the West Indian Parade, not the East Indian Parade Mm -hmm. in New York, the West one. (laughs) And someone hollers something about him, and he's just walking with a a megaphone to talk to people. And here, it's a little hard to hear. Listen, listen. Listen. When are you going, Lillard here, Chuck Schumer walking in the parade, when are you going to impeach Trump? We're working hard. The sooner the better. Got to get more Republicans yep. on board. Come on, man. Uh, haven't they claimed over, we're not trying to no. impeach him? It's not what we're doing. I mean, uh, except Maxine. Ma- impeach 25! Right. So now Chuck Schumer also wants to <laughs> impeach, impeach 45. 25. Like uh, Emma Lazarus wrote, I named my daughter after Emma Lazarus and... We all know that she would want to impeach 45, impeach him as soon as more Republicans are on board. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey there, it's Doc Thompson. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You know, I'm not sure I want to live in a world where a great humanitarian like Gwyneth Paltrow is sued for something where she's just trying to help the world, Chris. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow has that that magazine, Goop. Yeah, and we've talked about Goop Goop. before. It's a great magazine. It's tremendous. It's Um, amazing. Well, and to show how much she's already suffered, every other name for a magazine was Was taken. taken. Yes. Every other one. And so, you know, she got in, and I'm forced with Goop. But, 
It I'll is a it health and wellness magazine. I'll make it work. I'll just make it work because I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Damn it. That's and Goop right. will not stop wow. me. Goop. It's not. It's no. not. No. It's really not about the name. It's about the content. Yes. Chris. And yeah. Goop is much more than its name. It is. Gwyneth Paltrow, you may recall, was selling the vagina egg. Yes, she was selling the <clears throat> vaginal healing eggs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The vaginal healing egg that, if I understand this, this was a a jade egg. Yes. Um, had some rose quartz. Was it the same egg, the rose quartz and the jade, or were those separate eggs? They were separate something? eggs. Those were two separate eggs. So the I could quartz. get a jade egg or, yes. or a quartz egg. Yes. And then a... What is the inner judge flower essence blend? Is that part of the eggs? That's I'm... part of the eggs. That's what you rub with the egg. Okay, so I take a jade egg. Yes. Or a ro- uh, rose quartz egg. Yes. And I rub it with the inner judge flower essential blend. Yes. And then I take that egg. Yes. And um, I apply it uh, to the appropriate or area. intended area. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. That yes. this yes. egg was servicing. Yes. And remember so the far, egg. So good. Okay, the egg is called a, vag- a vagina egg. Yes, a vagina egg. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> okay. And some people who bought the vagina egg from yes. Goop. Yes. You know, that's where you get the best vagina eggs, Goop. Yeah. That you, when you are shopping for this, forget mm-hmm. Amazon, forget <clears throat> eBay. You don't no. want that. You go to Goop. Honey, good news. Oh, what's I up? got you a gift. Oh, what? I got you something. Oh, my god! it's gosh. not even your birthday. Oh, it's not I anniversary. love this. I got you a vagina egg from Goop. I'm sorry? A vagina egg from Goop. You got me a vagina egg from, from Goop. From Goop. That's right. Yep, that's right. A vagina egg from Goop. Isn't that good? Yeah, baby. Yeah. <sighs> so anyways, the people got the vagina egg from Goop, and as it turns out, they said it um, it didn't really help their vagina. What? That's what they claim, but I think these are just haters. Haters want to hate? They do want to just hate, apparently. Uh. So they sued, and uh, Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow settled out of court, I think, for uh, $145,000. <laughs> Nine people sued. Nine. Uh, nine cases. Uh, so I don't know what to, to divide 145,000 by nine to get what each one of them would get. And that is apparently the going rate when your vagina has been injured or done a disservice by Goop. $16,111 per damaged vagina. <coughs> or uncured vagina. Uncured or vagina. Un, un, can we just say unsatisfied vagina? Unsatisfied. Yes, we can say that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the district attorneys argued that uh, her wellness, this is the quote, okay. her wellness empire sold a series of women's health products whose advertised medical claims were not supported by competent and reliable science. They agreed to refund people okay. who purchased the products and stop advertising mm. in the future. Mm. According to uh, Santa Clara District Attorney Jeff Rosen, he said the health and money of Santa Clara County residents should never be put at risk by misleading advertising. Mm. He means such as, you know, vagina eggs, pun goop. He said we will vigilantly protect consumers against companies that promote health benefits without the support of good science. Any science, of course, that is. Uh, They uh, had to settle this out. Goop says that... uh, and this according to Erica Moore, Goop's chief financial financial officer. Goop provides a forum for practitioners to present their views and experience with various products like 
the jade egg. The jade egg. The law, though, sometimes views statements like this as advertising claims, which are subject to various legal requirements. So she's saying people can they're kind of walk in the line there. You know, people could say these things or whatever, but, you know, people actually want proof sometimes. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Right. Who would have thunk that people want fact when it comes to something so personal as the vagina egg? Is that something you would want fact on something I like that? would like to have, if I am buying a vagina jade egg, mm-hmm. I would like this to have as much as fact that works. They say the task force assisted. Prosecutors say they were assisted by the task force who helped a they apparently appointed a vagina, a, a vagina egg task force. Task force? Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't a blue ribbon committee. It, there may have been a blue ribbon committee prior to the prior? task force. I don't know. Okay. Because remember, the blue ribbon committee is serious. It's serious, yes. I mean, that they no. get together mm. in committee yes. and talk and about And talk things. about the issue. But the task force is about action. They take they're action. Going, they're taking action. They're, they're being proactive. I like to think it is this. The blue ribbon committee is usually limited to... Inside a structure, a physical structure, yes. a building, an yes. office. Yes, or a, an auditorium. Yes, some, some kind of, sort yes. of physical, they're, they're yes. there they in have meeting. To, yes. I mean, they yes. could meet outside, but it's usually inside. Yes. The task force can be inside, but but are often outside as well. They're proactive. Out on the street, they're, they're proactive looking. getting it done, right? Yes. So the task force is much more serious. It's about action. Mm. It's a force, Chris. And they were in out there looking for people who are... Not satisfied by the the vagina egg. Hmm. So there we are. You may recall the price of those vagina eggs. Oh, I do. I remember that. I mean, they're still sold. They're just not making those claims anymore. So if you like the vagina egg and you still, you know, think there's value and you could maybe get some satisfaction out of it. Mm -hmm. They're just not allowed to say what they claimed before. Mm -hmm. You can still get it on the site for $55 and $66. We're so... We're so... Uh, apparently, what you would do is you would uh, recharge them with the energy of the moon. Oh, you know, we all know that moon controls out of the, the mood swings and the ties. Right, it does. It pulls it, on us, and we are yes. becoming our bodies a huge percent yes. of the water, and it pulls the, the ocean. So yes. Why wouldn't it be pulling us? I mean, you get that full moon, and we all know that full yes. moon's out there, and you're having those bad days. Yep. It's not me. Sorry. Especially when Uranus is in my house. Which I think it still is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Uh, your anus is going to be in my house for like a like seven, like seven years, years or something. Yeah, a long time. Because I know, remember, it was yep. like in March, and then it's going to be for <clears throat> the next seven years. Good things are going to come. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is a lot. Just of... to be clear, I'm not saying I want your anus in my house. No, no, no. I'm this not is... saying I don't want. This no. is not me. This astrologists is have said this. Right. The science of astrology yes. has said that your anus will be in my yes. house. And uh, what that means is wild, wild, crazy ups and downs. And yeah. so far, the last six months, <laughs> uh, Doc Thompson, Uranus in my house has been it's causing me troubling. Oh, it's just we exhausting. Got, we got the op ed, we got the fake outrage, we got Me Too. Oh, Chris, in my in my personal life, because yeah. remember, I'm a Torian. Yes, you are. And the Torians, Uranus is in our house. Yes. Um, wild, wild, crazy. I mean, I've got all this stuff going on in my life, and then the wife with running into the garage, the garage again, again, again. Thing with my son, and then my other son, and it's every day. It's a circus, baby. Every day, I got up today thinking, I think I could get back to some level of normalcy if mm-hmm. I had just, I don't know, 
three, four weeks to str- to just straight sleep. Mm, just so hibernation. Just like a hibernation. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a month or so of just time off. Mm. A complete blood transfusion mm. and a lot of medication. Mm. If I were to do something like that, I think I'd be in the realm of normalcy. Until that happens, no. <clears throat> so back to the vagina egg. Still selling, they're still available. Um, you could still get the, uh, the essential oils mixture. You know, the 22 yes, bucks the 22. for the uh, inner judge mm-hmm. flower essential blend. Mm-hmm. But um, they're just not making the claims. Mm. That's not to say it still doesn't do those things. No. But there you go. But they're just not. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do you know what she raised for Goop? What did she raise? $75 million in venture capital. Yeah, you, you, you stopped writing there, Chris. You were, you look like uh, I was taking during notes. the headlights. <laughs> Uh, she raised seventy what seventy five million dollars for Goop. So just to clarify, Gwyneth Paltrow, an actress, an not even that even a good actress. <clears throat> no, not I mean not even not horrible. She's no, just, no, but I'm not talking about like a. And how many movies she been in recently? Uh, oh, I'm thinking. Don't don't cut me off. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm add, them up, a, I'm add them all up. up. Add them all. Don't forget. And what uh, about last year? Yeah. 2017. Don't forget uh-huh. 2017. 2016. Can I add 2016? Yeah, yeah. How many just last couple of years? Maybe one. I don't even know if she's done that. I think your math is off. Yeah, the margin of error is one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting new numbers. Since 08, she's been in five movies. If she if she has been in any recently, I'm not seeing them. They're not blockbusters or anything like this. She was in a handful of six really successful movies and it was done. Iron Man, yeah. That was the last one. And because one, yeah. of that, yeah. Is that Iron Man? Yeah. Because of that, she um, was able to say, without any, to my knowledge, business experience, whatever, just give me $75 million to start a magazine called Goop, where I'm, I'm going to sell vagina eggs. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you at starting a magazine. Okay, yeah. Chris, here's my pitch for you. <laughs> okay, 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 go for it. Go for it. Uh, Mr. Venture Capitalist, yes, yes. thank you so much for, for meeting with me. I'm so ready you to know invest. You know, I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yes. Um, you've probably seen me in a bunch of oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Iron Man, so, I loved you in Iron Man. Thank you so yes. much. So I really appreciate it. So I'm an actress. Yes. And as an actress, yes. without any business uh-huh. uh, experience, I'd like you to give me uh, money. I'm trying to raise Ooh. $75 million Oh, wow. As an actress. I'm not putting my own... No. Money's into it, but I want you to give me seventy-five million what as an is actress. Uh, I want to start a magazine. I'm, is there a problem with that? Uh, yeah, we're close. We're, what's wrong we're with close. the magazine? We're close. No, what's we're close. Uh, it's twenty eighteen, sweetheart. Uh, 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 magazines are not doing good. You should uh, call Time. Uh, you should call the New York Times. Well, let me tell you just a little okay. bit more and see if okay. anything else sounds okay. exciting. Because okay. maybe right. I could change the magazine. Okay. Part. Okay. You know okay. what? Okay. It's going to be called. Are you ready? Uh huh. Goop. Uh, Sorry. So, sorry. You know, again, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, it's called Goop. You don't like uh, the... No, it sounds like Goopy. Okay, well, let's, let's just get beyond the name okay. and that it's a okay. magazine for a Okay. And as part of this health and wellness mm-hmm. thing, I am going to feature amazing... Because that's real popular, yes, right? Yes, a lot of people want to get healthy, I'm going to yes. feature amazing okay. products like vagina eggs. Uh, I'm going to... No, sorry. <laughs> no. They're made of jade. You know, the no. ruby rose quartz and... And no. there'll be essential oils you'll put in your hoo-ha. No. No. <laughs> no I c- you know what? Let me look at my crystal ball here. In your future, I see lawsuits. I see lawsuits of people putting eggs in their vaginas <laughs> and either getting them stuck or not working or getting loose. I feel really bad for the people that can't afford the, the jade vagina uh-huh. egg. Ladies at home going, Harold, you know what? 
I just wonder if that chicken egg will do it. That grade A large I got down at the Kroger. What am I buying the jade one for? I got eggs here. I got eggs. Let me get the olive oil. I got the free-range marigold-fed eggs that I got down at the Kroger. I got 18 of them. I got a carton and a half. You don't eat that many eggs. No. They're going to waste. $55 jade egg. This one's, what is it, 60 cents each? I got this. I'm making you an omelet anyways. I got the eggs out. Get me the olive oil. Get me the olive oil. Put some uh, paprika on it. And some, uh, I mean, I think olive oil is essential. It is. I can't cook without it. No. You know the canola's bad for yes. my cholesterol. Yes. You know what? I don't know if one egg's going to do it. Nope. <laughs> I think I need two. Maybe four. I don't know. Give me the whole carton. <coughs> nope. One more. Nope. Uh, give me another. I still feel nope. Nope. Give me another. Nope. Chris. Yes. She raised $75 million for an idea for a magazine called Goop. Dude, we're doing it wrong. I am doing it wrong. You know how difficult? I've been trying to raise money. Yes, you, know, you have. Have to go to rise money? Yes. Yes. To try to find investors? Yes. Holy crud. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the thing about investing? Did we talk about this, the, the range of investing? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, no, we haven't. I know we talked to different people how you invest, but I don't think we've had So there's this thing in the world of investing, and my numbers may not be 100% accurate, but I can give you a range and a philosophy. Let's say you've decided to start something that will likely be successful. Okay. In fact, I mean, pretty much a guarantee. Mm -hmm. The numbers are there. It's proven. You could not guarantee it anymore. And in order for you to get this idea off the ground, you need $60,000, Okay. Okay. And you go to people, investors, and you say, I need 60 grand. They go... Okay, wow, this is wow, you're you're gonna get the money and I'll make money off of it. I may even make ten percent. Wow. Um that's not enough of a return on my investment. I'm gonna make what six hundred dollars on that? Is that what it is? Is that ten percent? Did I do that right? Six thousand. Six thousand dollars. Yeah, six thousand, yeah. I'll make six thousand. I've got sixty thousand to invest, right? I've got that. Yes. I, I have that kind yes. of money that I can just take a chance on people. Yes. And my return is 6000 6, If I have that level, I want not necessarily a bigger percentage, but, but a, I need to make more money. Yes. So you go, how about like 200000 Oh, man, I don't know. Twenty grand? I mean, yeah. twenty grand. Is it worth it? I mean, it's, it's a good return on the investment. It's 10%. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. And it's pretty much guaranteed. But I'm, I'm looking for like to make big money here. I need something that's like... Like a million dollars, two million, where I'm going to make a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand with ten percent. Mm-hmm. That's talking. That is talking. So you say, "All right, you know what? Just give me a million dollars for it." And you know what they say? What they say? That's a million dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of money. That's a lot. What if I lose that? Yeah. If it's low enough where the risk for them is palatable, they're like, "It's just not a big enough return on my investment." Sorry, mm. not the percentage, just the amount. But then if it gets up to the millions, they're like. Too much money. That's too much. I could lose that. That's a million dollars. Yes. (laughs) So you can't find that sweet spot. How about 500,000? And then it's got to be guaranteed. It's hilarious. I'm sure lots of people have gone through that. But she got 75 million. Unbelievable. For vagina eggs and a magazine about health. (laughs) Okay, there it is. And I love her little background on her where she, you know, where she speaks. 
In Goop Help. I mean, in Goop, Goop Health. Health. Such a failure. In Goop Help. I want to see their financials. Oh, me too. Do, the people who gave her $75 million, are they sitting around going, John, I got to tell you, that Goop crap, best investment I ever made. It's amazing. It's but, amazing. But didn't you They're guys have They're pouring a- buckets of money. Everybody's pouring in the pot. Yeah, but me. you guys just had a thing about I'm like eggs. I'm like Scrooge McDuck swinging around in the Goop money. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's... Maybe she's crushing it. Maybe. Doesn't seem like it to me. Hmm. Quick break back with more in a minute. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. My speculation is that we have taught some people some things today, especially after the last segment. (laughs) We will get to those coming up in just a moment. But first, got to remind you that a week from Monday is Constitution Day. Yay! September 17, 1787, members of Congress signed the U.S. Constitution, which, of course, defined our government and guarantees our rights, our protections of those rights from the government. Each September, we, of course, celebrate Constitution Day, and so do the great folks at Patriot Mobile. And the framers would have likely never imagined cell phone technology, of course. They did, of course, ensure your right to free speech. However, that would be utilized in the future. Of course, self-determination as well. And that is what uh, Patriot Mobile is all about. They are about the Constitution. They share those values with you as well. And they celebrate the Founding Fathers and her values as the only cell phone carrier in America that supports conservative causes, which also, of course, provide, um, they also provide nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text for less money and no hidden fees. Now, in honor of that day in 1787, when our Constitution was signed, Patriot Mobile is offering all data plans for just $17.87 for the first month of service. Plus, they'll send you a pocket Constitution absolutely free. All of that (laughs) if you sign up now. You got to switch before Constitution Day, which is a week from Monday. Make the switch today by going to PatriotMobile.com slash Doc or call 800-APATRIOT. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Doc or 800-APATRIOT. Get unlimited talk, text, and data for your first month for just $17.87 plus a free pocket Constitution. Absolutely free. And then moving forward, of course, you've got those great deals on phones. They always have amazing deals on iPhones and Androids. They will uh, often waive the activation fee for you. They've got all kinds of packages they put together when it comes to additional data packages. They've got um, programs where they can pay off your past bills. It's all waiting for you at Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash doc or 800-A-PATRIOT. Okay. What's the deal, Doc? Some of them we cannot read. Some of them we cannot like. But we still appreciate your time. Yeah, you in took. many levels. Uh, it's not that we don't appreciate it. Yes. We share the ones we see and yes. that we can share. Yes. Some we can't share, but we can still like and or retweet. Yes. Some we can't retweet, but we can still like. Yes. And then some we could do neither, but neither. we secretly love them. Yes. So I think I figured out a way. I'm just going to read some of the people that wrote some tweets that uh, you should go back to. Maybe just their name. Just their name. Oh, so, okay. Because they tweet Malt. Yes. Nicely done. So. Jacko Saddletramp, uh-huh. Scruffy Nerf Herder, <laughs> Big Daddy-O, 
Lori D. Lori D's in on the can't read. Michael. Uh, share. Okay. Tech Rue. Gen TMB, okay, Jacko 811. Those are a lot that you can't share. I cannot share those, Dr. Thompson. But they are worth reading. But they are worth reading. Is it gold, Jerry? It is, is it gold? gold. Okay. Crusader volume. Uh. Zock. World of Spots. Jeff Jeffrey. Speaking duck. The good old Donna. So so far you haven't gotten any that you actually can't no, share. No, no, no. Uh, D, I could read this one, but it, was, it has, I'll give you a star. It says, for the record, I've never been put a jade egg in my vagina drunk. Oh, neither have I. I have not been that neither drunk. Neither have I. Uh, we go JR15. Adam. Blah, blah, blah says. Blah, 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 too. Word has it that off-market VJJS costs 20 bucks, same as downtown. That's what I'm hearing, too. Is that what you're hearing mm -hmm, as well? That's what I am. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, can you share the one that you shared uh, with me about um, um, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know if someone has been... Uh, oh, okay. Um, that one's kind of... Okay. Oh. Do you feel comfortable or should we avoid that one? No, I, I could tell you. Uh, JR15 says, how do you know if someone has a jade egg in their vagina? How's that? Don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> and then we started thinking about it. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. You're not going to be no. like, you know, they're going to be like, you know... I um I went to Goop and I got yeah? this in right now. Yeah, did you? Did, I, I still yeah, oh. I still yeah, right there. Yeah. But do you heard about the lawsuit? Right, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, but I like it though. Oh, I still, okay. yeah, I got the uh, rose quartz. Oh, a little more expensive, but I okay. thought it was worth it. Because I tried the jaded egg. It didn't, it didn't work. work. Try the rose quartz. I okay. think you're gonna better. You know, did you rub it? By the way, you know they know they don't even have to mention Goop or no. jade egg, and you'll still know. Yes. You know how they'll tell you? How? I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> How many non-vegetarians or vegans would purchase and use this product? Come on, man. I would think the percentage of vegans and vegetarians would use this much higher. Yes. It's going to be skewed more to vegans and vegetarians. 99%. And from our vegan section today, jade eggs that you insert in your vagina. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Sorry, I had to, in the middle of writing, I had to leave myself a note for what we learned today. <laughs> you also learned something? I just learned something else, right, as Chris started laughing at uh, one of the tweets that we cannot share. <laughs> we cannot share. I was like, oh, that's something else I learned. Let me write that down. Okay. Um, wow. The audience does not know how to let it go, I'll tell you that. I know, right? They do not know how to let it go. It's been 10 minutes since we talked about this And by this the story. way, thank you for that. Yes, yes. Again, yeah, I, say, I want you to. I'm just pointing out that again, those two, those, those names that I went through were the people that we we saw you, mm -hmm. we saw you. So thank you. By the way, we can also cannot let it go. Oh no, we cannot. All right, lots of audio to get to, including gold, Jerry. It's gold. 
It's gold from Alex Jones. Oh, uh, yes. I got to get to it, but first I got to remind you about RidUZone. Ugh, okay. <coughs> Thank you for saying that. So, do, 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 do. this is not going to surprise you. Okay. Glenn does not listen to this program. What? Nah. He does not listen to this program. Are podcast. you sure? I'm pretty sure. We lead up to him. You want to know why I know? Here. How? This is how I know. Okay. Yesterday we're on that little little uh, TV show. Oh, the Blaze Y, yes. Yeah. And uh, some people okay. on uh, on the show, some of the you know the co-hosts there, mm-hmm, uh, were mm-hmm. mocking Glenn's weight. Oh, <clears throat> well, that's normal here. I mean, they were making all kinds of jokes about it. I mean, some of the people were mocking it. And I was like... Some of the people? Yeah. Some of the people. Yes. Uh, and, and it's, you know, of course, on the show, because Pat and I kind of rotate yes. now. So it was now... me and Glenn and Stu and Sarah. So the so you were mocking Glenn about his weight. I did not say that. Glenn is one of them. So of the other three, some of them you. were mocking him. You. There's no way Sarah will say something like that. And there's no way Stu will say something like that. I... And the only one left is a jackal. That somehow ended up in that show. My statement remains and remains accurate. No, I'm not saying it's inaccurate, but I'm, I'm clarifying who that person was. We don't have to go in there. Let's just go by the statement. The New York Times has an anonymous op-ed piece okay. from somebody within the Glenn Beck, uh, the News and Why It Matters program mm-hmm. on the Blaze TV mm-hmm. that somebody uh, thinks he's overweight. Mm. It's, it's a full op-ed mm. piece they'll be printing soon. Um, somebody. That's all we have to know. I could guess who that anonymous source is. So this comes up on the program. And Glenn says something like, I know, I know, I'm overweight. If if I could lose weight, you don't think I would? If I could lose this, you don't think I would? And, and, And I thought to myself, I think you can. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you can. Yes. With this. Rid you zone. We talk about it all the time, and I'm like, Glenn, all I'm saying is, do you know what that proves too? He doesn't listen to the network because Pat also talks about it and been using it. I don't think Glenn's trying it. I don't <laughs> think he's hearing it. <laughs> what do we need to do? Do we need to just like bombard him with a bunch of Rid you zone? No, 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 no. See, I thought about just taking some Rid you zone bottles mm-hmm. and just kind of leaving them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On his set, but that's kind of passive aggressive. Okay. And uh, you know, is he actually going to read it? Mm, he has a lot of stuff to read. Unless he reads it, and if if you see Riduzone, the name we've told you is not it's, the best it's name. Weird name. No, it's not the best name. So no. you go, okay. <clears throat> what if I tell him about it? Okay. Did you? No, because who wants to be the one that again tells the boss? Hey, yeah, here fatty you go, Mac, Tubby. Time to pepper these in, right? Tubby or Chubby? Either one. Listen, mm. Chubby, you need chubby. it on the Riduzone. You yeah. don't do that. So here's what I'm thinking: we do. Okay. We just hide it in a piece of cheese and feed it to him. So we treat him like a dog? I didn't say that. Yeah, but that's what you do for dogs. We could hide it in his Alpo. I'm fine with that. <laughs> he doesn't eat Alpo. <laughs> what? He doesn't eat Alpo. I'm sorry. In whatever bowl of food they give him, you know. <laughs> he doesn't eat Alpo. He's not a dog. We could do it. Yeah, we, just do it. we could just sprinkle it, but I think you just hide it in his food. Oh. I think that's how you get it done. Okay. Yeah. Or you could always just go, hey, Tanya. <laughs> Here's some product that you might be interested in. Here it in. is. We send it to the house addressed to Tanya. <laughs> With a little sticky note? Yeah. For Glenn. She knows. Tanya oh, she knows. knows. Oh, okay. It's okay, not like okay. Tanya's going, who needs weight loss stuff? <laughs> I don't need it. Ping. Toss it out. 
Honey, look what came in the mail via RidUZone.com. It works. That's the bottom line. Go to RidUZone.com. Don't make people just put it in your food. Don't make them hide it in a piece of cheese or a piece of salami or something. Don't do that. A piece mm, of bread. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. You want some? You want it? You want it? Here you go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here you go. <laughs> you don't need that. Just go to RidUZone.com. Order it today. It's a, it's a weight loss program that works. It's not drugs. It's nothing like that. Bottom line, it works. You can find all the details at RidUZone.com. Yeah. It's vegetarian, too. Non-GMO, yeah. non-gluten, all of that stuff. RidUZone.com. So. Boost your metabolism, makes you feel fuller, and it'll make you lose weight even if you're the founder and president of a media company. Yeah. Just going to leave it at that. Yes. That could be anybody. Well, let's move on. Now to um, Alex Jones. Uh, before you go there, uh-huh. not... Alex Jones was not the only one there. No, Loomer no, no. Chick was there. Who was? Loomer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was there. There's a lot of uh, what they called the craziest from the right. Okay, let me... So this was on Capitol Hill. Yes. Um, there was a, a hearing. Yes. And was Facebook there too or just Jack so, from No, it was Twitter. a hearing for, for <coughs> Facebook, Google... Major social media. Yes, because they wanted to get to the bottom of this whole... And media. Of, and it's, it, it wasn't even about them targeting conservatives. No, no. This was about them being infiltrated by other countries. Yes. Okay. And that could be tech-wise or it could mean content-wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're having the meetings on Capitol Hill. As part of the meetings, um, of course, the politicians are getting their, you know, their daily... Dose of media coverage so they can keep their name out there as part of the marketing. Marco Rubio's question <clears throat> in one of the hallways outside the meeting rooms. And the media is all standing around, specifically CNBC had a microphone in his face and he was speechifying. Okay. As he's doing this, of course, everybody else is huddled around. All the other media are, are mm-hmm. putting their microphones up and whatever. And Alex Jones is there. Uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is going to be gold. Alex Jones begins to comment on what Marco Rubio says, doing play-by-play on his, I'm assuming he was live or He was live on his Periscope. All right. Live, and he was doing play-by-play. Yes. So, not interviewing him, but doing commentary on the other interview, and very loudly. Very loud. And all the mainstream medias were there, NBC, uh, MSNBC, all these people were there. Before we go any farther at this point, because transparent, we are transparent. Yes. Um, I must disclose at this point that I, too, have heckled Marco Rubio. Oh, of course. <laughs> In of course. person. Yes. I have done this. Yes. So any comments I make are with the knowledge and understanding, you, the audience, that I have heckled Marco Rubio at an event where he was speechifying. So carry that forward. You know that as we discuss Alec Jones. Having said that, Alex is still crazy. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't love it. No, I loved it. This is the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay, I can see or that. Or this yeah. is the I hate both of those people fighting, so either way either I way, win. Yes, yes. That's where I'm at with this thing. That's, that's really kind of what's going on mm-hmm. here. This was Obama and McCain running. Yes. This is... Yeah, no matter who uh, who loses, I'm going to be happy. I'm still going. I'm not going to be happy with whoever wins, but at least somebody's going to lose, and I can enjoy that. Right 
Because Alex Jones giving Marco Rubio the business is gold. Alex is a nut. But heckling Marco Rubio? Yeah, I like that a lot. I like it. Marco Rubio is a fail. Marco Rubio is a fail, a big fail, for a lot of reasons. Marco Rubio is the progressive. Marco Rubio has lied and lied and lied to his constituents. Marco Rubio's biggest lie, of course, was when he got elected. Okay. His main focus, Marco, you know the other one, though. Yes. Marco Rubio's main focus when he ran the first time for Senate, the thing that got him the Senate seat, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing that where he won was, and I'm paraphrasing, but I'm a brown person, and I'm still strong on immigration, and I will still stand strong, no amnesty. Hi, I'm Senator Rubio, a brown person who promised you no on amnesty. I'm working with seven other people as part of the Gang of Ocho Bill. We have to have amnesty. There's no other way. Hmm. Then, of course, Marco Rubio running for president. There it is. Ah, you. I am not going to run for Senate at the same time just Uh, for president. uh, That's how much that means. That's how much it means to me. These people that try to run for two offices. I'm running for president, not Senate. That's it. Oh my gosh, I lost. Is it too late for me to still run for Senate? I can can still. I got all. Thank God. I got my seat back. Oh, thank God. Mind you, of course, that little grandstanding promise that he wouldn't run for Senate as well because he couldn't run for both legally in the state of Florida at the time. But okay. Having said all that, Alex Jones is a nut. Marco Rubio is a failure. Here's Alex Jones commenting. First, you'll hear Marco Rubio answering some questions Mm -hmm. for the reporter and Alex Jones a little louder in the foreground commenting on it. And then they get into a little tiff back and forth. Listen. Facebook now is, I think it's important for them not to comply with any efforts to sort of go after freedom. But what about the Democrats purging conservatives? The, the, um, She's not answering. Just the Republicans are acting like it isn't happening. Thank God Trump is. It's weird. Oh, yeah, it's really weird. There's no purge of conservatives. There's no shadow banning of, 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 of members of Congress. Okay, pause. It's like somebody talking about you where you're right there. And again, he is doing commentary. It makes sense. Yes, yes. But it's like, you know, person, you're standing right in front of Chris and I'm talking to Kirk Jones and I'm like, Chris, I, I don't know what's wrong with Chris. I don't, and you're like, hello. I'm right here. Right here. I am literally right next to you. Marco comments. He's like distracted because he's so, I'm so loud. I say it right. I don't understand. He's ignoring me. It's because he's doing another interview. <laughs> there is, there's an element of Alex Jones that is like Trump, that is so wrong, so awful, they're just nasty, but does make me laugh because it's so stupid. It's, you know what it is? It's a, it's a battered women's joke. That's who they are. Okay, elaborate, please. It's a joking about death. It's dark comedy. Okay. It's the, this is so outrageous and wrong. Battering people, that's just Mm -hmm. horrific. Mm Mm-hmm. But the joke is still kind of funny, and it's funny because it's dark humor and it's wrong. That's what they are. They're so over the top, and they're so nuts, and you know it's wrong, and you don't like them, but they're such a character. It's funny. Yeah. I don't like what he does at all, except no. it's funny. Yes. So I'm commenting. I don't understand. This guy's ignoring me. He's doing an interview, and I'm right here. He's I'm ignoring right here. me. What the hell? So then Rubio is so distracted. You could see him look over, and he goes, what? What? This guy's nuts. He's crazy. Yes. Alex hears this guy is crazy as... What you're saying what is you're crazy. What you're saying is crazy. All yes. of your conspiracy theories, which, by the yes. way, they're crazy. It goes, oh, is it crazy that uh, people are being shadow banned? They're being shadow banned by these people. And the government. 
And Rubio goes back to the conversation with the interview, and it continues. Listen. Oh, yeah, it's really weird. There's no purge of conservatives. There's no shadow banning of, 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 of members of Congress. Yeah, who's this guy? We deplatformed him. I'm concerned about bias in social media. Well, so I he, think the bigger bias is against freedom of expression. Everybody should be. There's a. There's a. Look, I. It's happening here. Going it's happening here, but you say I don't exist. Then a heckler out of Look at this guy. <laughs> He's saying that I don't exist. You're not familiar with I just don't know who you are, man. Sure. Alex Jones at that point is acting like any ghost movie you've ever seen. Yes. Where somebody dies. And they're standing like the movie goes with the movie Patrick goes. Swayze or others. Yes. Where they're like, I'm right here. Can you, I'm can right you not here. see me? And they're like, I miss Patrick Swayze so much. Let but I'm right here. Let me kiss Whoopi I'm, Goldberg. I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I miss him so much. If only I'm he right was here. Here. Where hey. is he? I feel like he's here. Can but you he's not, not hear here. me? I'm right here. I'm standing right next to you. Alex Jones is the Patrick Swayze of the media. They're treating me like I'm not here, like I'm invisible. Uh, are they going to start kissing Whoopi Goldberg now? I'm here. Look, the penny, it's going up the door. Don't you see it? I wrote boo on the mirror. Come on. I'm right here. <laughs> Let's go make a vase. Go. Finally, though, Marco Rubio hears him. Listen. Oh, okay. okay. He's saying that I don't exist. You're not familiar with I just don't know who you are, man. And they, I don't know sure, sure. And they demonize so, me in these very hearings. And then he plays dumb. Infowars.com, you, you know what it is. Oh, well. Google, does Facebook, does That's why you didn't get elected. Your, do, do they need to be regulated? Marco Rubio the snake. Little frat boy here. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Who are you, man? Yeah, sure. I swear to God, I don't yeah, know you better hope you didn't platform me. Tens of millions of views. Info Wars. They're the Rush Limbaugh. He knows who Info Wars is. Playing this joke over here. That's why the deplatforming didn't work. But here's the question. Here's the question. Don't touch me again, man. I'm asking you not to touch me. Okay, hold on a second. So during this exchange, it's true. Alex was. Um, not a, it's not a problem what he did. It wasn't nefarious. He wasn't trying to injure him. You just kind no. of pat someone. It's all yeah. right, buddy. Like yeah. that. That's what he was doing. But you cannot do that to people, especially in today's world. And you certainly can't do it to a senator. It's yeah. going to get you in trouble. We, we, yes. And, and, and understandably on both sides yeah, because and of it, security. And we're not saying like a senator, you should. Oh, how dare you touch a senator? No, 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 no. no. Security, security wise. Right. Yes. So, but Marco becomes a little bit of a bitch about that. Yes. If he had just said, don't please touch don't me. touch me. I don't want to be touched. I get you. That's fine. Yes. I wouldn't have had a problem. Yes. That's fine. Gotcha. Uh, and then he's like, oh, you're going to have me arrested or whatever? No, I'm not going to have you arrested. I'll take, I'll take care of it myself. Oh, Marco. Oh, suddenly you're trying to be butch? Oh, Marco, you're not. You're more phone party than butch. Yes. Listen, here we go. There we go, more. Yeah, man. I'm asking you not to touch me. Well, sure, I'll just patted you nicely. I know, but I don't want to be... I don't know oh, you want me to get arrested? I don't know who you are. It's not just going to take my First Amendment. It's not just going to take my First Amendment. Oh, oh, he'll beat me up. Did you? I didn't say that. I know I am, but he's so mad. You're not going to silence me. You're not going to silence America. You are like you are literally like a little gangster thug. There are people in this country... Rubio just threatened to physically take care of me. There are people who feel that they're being... Well, you already got rid of my First Amendment. He tells you China's a problem, which it is, but they're taking our free speech right now. Social media platforms. Facebook, there goes Rubio. Do you believe that these, these platforms need to be regulated? I'm right here. Can you not see me? Well, I prefer not to. I prefer competition take care of that. But obviously, we're going to watch closely to make sure that these tools that are being used. I mean, one thing is to say we're going to go after foreign interference design. Okay, good. But it's already going on here. Another thing is to the say Democrats we're are raping the Republicans. Whoa. Because at some point, the Democrats are raping the Republicans. What's the difference between you know, misinformation from abroad? 
and differences of opinion within the United yeah, States. Yeah, and that's happening here. fine line, and that's something we need to be careful about. We don't overreach in that direction. But then he doesn't know about InfoWars being made. He doesn't know the top news story in the country. About how they, uh, not just how Can you hear me? InfoWars is better than ever. What is going on in here? Because you see me, right? So hold on a second. I love that by that it's crazy. It's just yes. a train wreck of him vacillating between, uh, okay, I'm playing uh, first person, third person. Yes. So first, I- I'm talking to the camera. Yes. I'm breaking down that fourth wall. Yes. I'm talking to you, telling you what's going on here. We're doing play-by-play. Uh, Marco Rubio, all gangster thug here, just uh, threatened to beat me up. We're here, whatever. And then all of a sudden, he's not talking to the camera. No. He's back to part of the show. Yes. And that's right. Well, the Democrats are doing that. They're and, raping Republicans. And by the way, Infowars.com. Look <laughs> at that out there. <laughs> a little more. <laughs> um, what is free speech and what people disagree on? Poor Rubio. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm to go to the committee. You guys can talk to this clown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks a little frat boy. So cool. Go back to your bathhouse. Go back to your bathhouse. Oh, the bathhouse. Because the phone phone parties, right. I love how Alex Jones poked him with every little thing that got brought up during the election. The phone party, the frat boy, the bathhouse. That's right. It's just little little Marco. Little Marco. said you're a little gangster. Yes. It's fascinating. Again, not nice, not appropriate. No, not what I want to see. No. I don't want to see any of that stuff. Time and place. place. But it does make me laugh because it's so stupid. This is the world we live in. Um. But I figured out what Marco should have said. Okay. I've got this. Because he's like, oh, you don't know me. You don't know. Because Marco's like, I don't know who you are. And before if, you get, yeah. do you really think he doesn't know him? Of course he knows who he is. There's okay. no question. That's what. I, okay. Thank even you. Even if it's only ancillary, he knows who he is. Because Marco even kind of stepped in it. He goes, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know your website. Yes. That seems like he knows it's a Again, surprise. and, I, and <clears throat> Alex Jones has been one of those guys that you cannot forget once you know him. The guy's been in trouble for the Connecticut shooting. The guy's been in trouble for the sh- you know shadow banning and the banning. So he's been on the news. Right, exactly. So you, you do know who he is. But I've got a way of what he should have okay. said. Instead of ignorings or saying you mm-hmm, don't know mm-hmm, him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know me. You know who I am. Bigger than Rush Limbaugh. I got all this stuff, right? 40 billion, trillion million views. I got whatever. All you say, and I would tell anybody else in the future, in the future, if you're ever in this exchange with him, and you, you don't know who I am, okay, great. This you is go, Alex Jones only. Yes, okay, only with Alex Jones, okay. especially members of uh, the Congress, media, or whatever. Okay, if he says you don't know who I am, you say, I know exactly who you are, Bill Hicks. Remember Bill Hicks, the comedian oh! of the conspiracy theory. Yes, you go. I know who you are, Bill Hicks. You're yes! a comedian. Oh, would that be great? Oh, that would have been great. Quick break back with more in a minute. Good morning, please. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. I got a lot of other stuff to get to today. So that was one little piece of that hearing with uh, Twitter and Facebook and Google and others on Capitol Hill. Now, 
during the hearings, and I, by the way, I am tired of the protesters in these hearings. I have had enough. I am as passionate about personal freedoms and the First Amendment as anybody. I don't know there's anybody that can top me in, in my passion for that. But I'm sorry, there is a time and place with some of this stuff. You're just being a jackass if you keep interrupting these meetings. Every one of these damn ones are interrupted now, and I've just had enough of it. One, uh, somebody interrupted the hearing where Jack Dorsey, Jack on Twitter, the CEO and founder, where they were being questioned. So, yeah, just like the Kavanaugh hearings, just like so many of the other. My check, my check. And they have to stop and put up with this stuff. You're not doing any good. You're accomplishing nothing. All you're doing is delaying us. You're not accomplishing anything for yourself. And that's not because I am opposed to your ideas. It's not that I want to keep keep you down. It's just pointless. It's stupid. But... There was an extra little interesting outcome from this. Here's the exchange. Listen. Recognizes the... Order. We'll have order in the hearing room or you'll be asked to leave. You'll... Ma'am, if you'll please take a seat or we'll have to have you, then you'll need to relieve. President Donald Trump, help us. Please help us, Mr. President, before it is too late, because Jack Dorsey is trying to influence the election, to sway the election. Hold on on a second. Hold on. That's a pro-Trump, anti-leftist media protester. Why would you be begging the president on Capitol Hill? You know, he doesn't live or work there. Are you sure? It's a whole different branch of the government. Uh, Number two, this is at a hearing where they are questioning Jack Dorsey. They are. In other words, there will be some level of accountability yes. here. Maybe not everything you want. And by the way, it's a Republican that is getting ready to question him. Somebody that theoretically is more on the Lying right. to you. Right. This is Billy Long from Missouri who's getting ready to do this. So you're doing this? No, this is just for your own attention. Here we go. Listen. And understand her. What? What she? I don't have it at end. Twelve and a half, fifteen. Seven and a half, twenty dollars. Two and a half, five and seven and a half, thirty. Yep, thirty dollars down here. Two Hold on one second. Like, is there other audio playing? No, 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 no. No, this is Representative Billy Long, the Republican, which he is who a... used to be an auctioneer. Yes. So he just starts filling here the we time. Go. You want to disrupt? I'm just going to talk over Boom. you with this. I don't have it at end. Twelve and a half, fifteen. Seven and a half, twenty dollars. Two and a half, five and seven and a half, thirty. Yep, thirty dollars down here. Two and a half, five, thirty five, seven and a half, forty. Yep, forty dollars. Two and a half, five. Officer, will you escort this young lady out, please? Yep, two and a half now, five. Fifty-five, seven and a half, seventy. All right, so he starts auctioneering. And this just keeps going. So back that up just a little bit from right there, Kirk, a little bit. And listen to how he wraps it up. Listen. Somehow I think our auctioneer and resident's going to get tweeted about today. No, right before that. So he finishes up, up, and she walks out, and he goes, I yield my time. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. That's the equivalent of nailed it. Nailed it. That's it. Everyone loved it. Yes. Okay, that's different. But it got the point across, didn't it? It's good. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 
All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And lots of people have learned all kinds of things. And again, some of them a little tricky to get to, but we're doing our best. We're we're muddling through this today because there's a lot to get to. But we'll get them in at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And it can be about anything, of course. We, of course, remind you, go back through and read everybody's because there's going to be some things that we can't share that you will enjoy very much. Yeah, we got a couple of tweets in here, and then um, I, I just lost it. But uh, Yeah, go ahead and get to them. But in the meantime, I'll remind yeah. people about blazewildrice.com. That's where you get the wonderful edible memories from the north woods of Minnesota at blazewildrice.com. Blazewildrice.com. Remember the promo code that we're using right now is TRY10. Now, what this is going to do is give you an additional 10% off any of the sampler packs. You really need to try the sampler packs. Blazewildrice.com, the Minostalgia Wild Rice, is starts with that native grain, the only native grain in North America. Remember, it's more of a grain. It chews and tastes like a rice, but it's more of a grain like a quinoa or something. Now, what that means is you get the, the rice flavor and taste and texture and stuff you like, but you get the health benefits of something that is a better grain. A lot of rices are not that healthy for you. I mean, they'll sustain life, they're carbs and whatever. But Minostalgia Wild Rice is naturally gluten-free. It's GMO-free. It's almost a complete protein by itself. It's got trace minerals and vitamins, and it tastes fantastic. That's what it starts with. Then they've taken um, powdered forms of that wild rice and made um, a flour out of it so you can cook with it, especially if you're somebody that has a gluten allergy. Use this stuff. It cooks like a flour. They've made soup mixes in there. Pan bread is awesome. And all kinds of other great products. Breakfast cereals out of it. And then they branched out into the radically stirred honeys. Because we don't like to say the other word. You know, it could be triggering to people. And the jellies and the jams and the syrups. All fantastic. Healthy. Certainly healthier, even if you're trying to avoid sugar and stuff. It's going to be healthier. It doesn't have all the chemicals and all the additional um, the additives and stuff that you get in a lot of products. Try it today. Just go to blazewildrice.com. It's blazewildrice.com. The promo code you're looking for is TRY10. TRY10 to get 10% off your order. Back to the uh, tweets now. You got uh, <laughs> Ludwig van Jackhole saying, sounds like Senator Cumberpatch from South Carolina has has a man inside the White House. Has a man inside the White House? Do you think he does? (laughs) Senator Muffin Cumberpatch, y'all. I'm standing up against Trump. I don't like what he's doing. He's in that big White House. Um... Did, uh, did anybody mention Chuck Schumer? I played the Chuck Schumer and I didn't get to it. I remember seeing one about Chuck Schumer. and We're I talking about the West Indy Parade. Yeah. I want you to tweet out a link to it so you can watch the okay. video. It's just about 15 seconds long. But did you see it? Yes, I saw it. Yes, yes, yes. Did you see? He's walking in the parade with yes. the megaphone. Yes. Okay. Walking in the parade. And it's not a big parade. I mean, it's a West Indies no. parade. It's not huge. Yeah. He's got people, his handlers with him, that are holding up big signs. Okay. Did you see the sign? I did not read the sign. This is the lowest brow political campaign. He's got the megaphone. Hey there, crowd, as I walk by. He's not stopping and walking over and going, hey, how you doing, buddy? It's not that. I want to, as a man of the people, not get too close to you. You guys are icky. I don't want to get too close <laughs> to the masses. Why? Because you're disgusting. This is right, Chris. I don't want to get too close to you people. You guys are icky. You're dirty and disgusting, but I want to pretend like I'm a man of the people. <laughs> What's that? Impeach Trump? We're trying. <laughs> we just need more Republicans on board. Of course, I would only say that out here to you. I would never say it in public because 
I've perpetuated this notion that I'm really reasonable and don't just want to impeach Trump. My daughter, Emma Lazarus, would also like to impeach Trump. Remember, she was named after Emma Lazarus, who wrote the words on the Statue of Liberty. Getting caught up here. Hang on. Anyway. By the way, hold on. Hold that megaphone. Yes. TV, leave it yes. up. That is the exact same megaphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the same megaphone like my daughter has. My daughter's name is Emma. And I love it says, meet Senator Chuck Schumer. That's the one. Look at the sign. Meet Senator Chuck, Chuck Schumer. Schumer. It's a giant <laughs> sign that they got printed up down at Kinko's. And he's holding it up. Just... Hey, come hey, over here. Meet him. Meet him. Come meet on him. over here. Hey, he'll yell from you. He'll yell towards you with a megaphone. Come meet him. Pay no hey. attention to the man Chuck Schumer. the sign. Yes. That's just to tell people that I'm Chuck Schumer, and I have a daughter, Emma, <laughs> named after Emma Lazarus, who wrote those words in the Statue of Liberty. Dude, it's a circus. You've got to see him. Oh. It is yes, I'll definitely, so low, bro. We'll tweet out a there picture. There are members of, of Congress, and everybody on Capitol Hill knows this. The other members of Congress know it. They talk about this all the time. This is a little behind the scenes of what goes on at Capitol Hill. The interns, the pages, the, the people who work in the congressional dining room, everybody on Capitol Hill, anybody that's there, lobbyists, anybody who's regularly there knows that there are certain congressmen and senators who cannot say no to the camera. They are truly media whores. And they joke even off the air. They're like, so-and-so, of course, here comes the camera. He's got to get out there. And they just step in front of everybody. Chuck Schumer is one of those. They absolutely know this about him. It's hilarious. All right, uh, get tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. The entrepreneurial spirit is to dream and to do. We are Building America. Wow, another Building America this week. I, I like it. Yeah. I like the Building America because yes. I like to talk to people about their products, ideas, and just give them free commercials. What? Yeah. All right, uh, Ellie joining us now. Ellie, how are you? Well, first off, Doc, it's Eli, but oh, it's good Eli. morning okay. to you. That one's my mistake. That one was mine. Eli, nice to oh, meet man, you, Oh, man, I thought you'd blame Chris. What's that? <laughs> I thought you would blame Chris right off the bat on that. <laughs> so uh, what, what is it you do? What is your business? So our business is more of a charity. Uh, I'm part of 22 a day and part of aprons for PTSD awareness. Um, as far as, as part as the Benjamin Drake Memorial. And who is Benjamin Drake? So Benjamin Drake was a staff sergeant in the United States uh, Air National Guard out of Alaska. Prior to that, he was in the United States Marine Corps for four years, did two tours in the Middle East and suffered from PTSD. He was also my brother. And our family uh, went through the tragic loss on September 12th. He took his own life due to the PTSD. And so our family has come together and tried to help other families uh, try to look for the signs and help people with PTSD. That's uh, I'm certainly understandable, know the and, and worthwhile cause. Um, so tell me about the programs. So our program uh, right now, our biggest thing that we do is my mother hand makes aprons and then we put them out there at local vendors and online on through Facebook and sell them. And 100% of the proceeds go to help veterans in need 
with that suffer with PTSD to get some help that they need. Um, most of our proceeds go to the Mighty Oaks Warrior Foundation out of Ohio, which is a faith-based veteran service organization that teaches combat veterans who struggle with post-traumatic stress how to go beyond combat trauma and live their lives in a manner that God intended. Um, I, the 22 a day, if people don't recognize the reference, where did you get the name 22 a day? So on average, uh, it had been 22 veterans will commit suicide every day and the numbers fluctuate and some areas aren't reported right, right. now. The VA is actually saying the number is 20 a day, but once again, the numbers aren't hundred percent reported or hundred percent accurate. So we've just stuck with 22 a day as right. a well-rounded number and many people recognize it. Yeah, they, they certainly do. You're right. We have um, tried to explain to people that at times we have known that number was closer to 60 a day. 22 a day is absolutely unacceptable by itself. But uh, when you understand absolutely. how the numbers are manipulated, that um, they don't count anybody who has uh, been using alcohol, for example, uh, as a suicide. There's all kinds of they don't count certain states like California and Michigan. So even 22 is, is horrible. Correct. Absolutely. So uh, you, you raise money via the aprons and some other ways to, to try to help people out. And I think that's awesome. Uh, your, your mom is making them. I mean, is she able to make a lot of them? Well, so far we've done in the small area that we've been doing this, we've done over 500 aprons. Awesome. Um, and through that, uh, the aprons go for a set price, but, and shipping, of course, but all the money doesn't go to any of the time that she spends on it. It just goes to the material and then all the rest of it goes directly to help veterans. You know, this is the type no, of not, thing. No money goes to anyone. Yeah, and I don't want to make this too political. I just want to make a, a reference, though, to something we talked about yesterday, um, where on Capitol Hill, um, if you recall, um, the parent, um, Gutenberg, the father who was there who stopped Kavanaugh and said, hey, I'm, you know, whatever. And it was a political thing. And I chastised him because anybody who loses somebody, certainly a, a child like your, your mom has lost, is, is horrible. But this is good, constructive, real what your mom is doing. And I imagine her sewing, making these aprons, and it takes time. It's, you know, it's not mass produced, that this is therapeutic. She knows that this is, she's doing work that is helping in the name of her son. Absolutely. That's one of our biggest things is to be able to help others. And it was, a, it started out more of a, what can we do to, you know, bring the awareness because we don't want others to go through what we've had to go through in our family. So how can we help? What, what can, first of our audience do? I'm assuming if they were to buy an apron, uh, buy one to give away as a gift, something like that, would that help first of all? Right. Right. Absolutely. So our aprons, we post them through Facebook, but right now if we're only able to do so many because they're obviously they're handmade, uh, not mass produced. But if they go to our uh, Twitter account at 22 a day, uh, we have the links for our Facebook and our website posted and we'll post info there of how they can get involved and help. Uh, another thing is I'll post the link also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, right now we're doing a little uh, fundraiser campaign and we're selling uh, T-shirts that have 22 a day suicide is not an option and the website on the back. And we're selling those for $22 each. And 100% of that proceeds will end up going to Mighty Oaks Warrior Foundation to help veterans. So let's say uh, somebody said, wow, that's great, Eli. Um, I really want to help out. I understand this is, uh, this is something we all need to do. Um, if we don't want uh, the government doing you know, some of these things, and the government clearly is not doing what they should do, 
we need to step up and do it. And they said, I, I would like to just, you know, be able to give you like $1,000. Could they just give you $1,000 and donate it? Would that be possible? It is possible. However, we recommend so that we're not just a middleman that they go to one of the groups that we have and that we help such as Mighty Yokes Warrior Foundation or another group that we help is actually Four Paws for Abilities. And they work with service dogs and they will actually do the training for as PTSD service dog. And for that group, they actually give a hundred percent. They don't charge the veteran anything when they get that dog. So we recommend actually going directly to the veterans group themselves or the dog handlers group. Uh, that way we're not just a middleman because the money eventually is going to get to them one way or another. And it's just much quicker and easier to get it straight to them. I have um, I have wanted to for the past couple of years and have been unable to get it done, but wanted to uh, uh, create a big tour and go across the country. Um, I've got a, a whole plan for it, which would work out pretty well. And this is one of the things um, that I really wanted to focus on. This is this would be the the focus of it is is getting those veterans help because I don't think people understand those numbers and what that means. What that means is, yes, 22 people tragically, on average, have killed themselves a day, members of the military or or former members of the military, veterans, uh, because of PTSD and other things they suffer with. And if 22 are successful, how many are unsuccessful? How many have thought about it? How many? This is an epidemic in America. And I don't think people are really getting the scope of it. 22 by itself is a shocking number. But when you consider all the people who are unsuccessful, who almost did, this is truly an epidemic and an epidemic that we need to clean up because what they suffer, they suffer on our behalf. Absolutely. These, these veterans have laid down their lives in some cases and have seen brothers and sisters lay down their lives and they've gone out and made the ultimate sacrifice. And the biggest thing that we can do is show our support for them and continue to let them know that, hey, we're here just if you need to talk. Or another veteran that has gone through the same thing can talk to someone and say, hey, I know what you're going through. Let's just talk. Let's go sit and, you know, eat a meal, talk, pray. Uh, That's our biggest focus is, you know, what can we just do? And a lot of the times it's just talking to people, and that makes the biggest difference. That's awesome. Well, Eli, I really appreciate all you're doing. Please uh, give our um, our love, admiration, and support to your mom as well. Uh, how can people find you again and give us all the information so people can help out? So our website is drakeforptsd.com, and Drake. you can also find us on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook at 22 a day. All right, and we'll share those on social media so people can help out, okay? Awesome. We greatly appreciate it and wanted to thank Chris for his service and all he's done. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. And all the veterans out there as well. Um, Yeah. And by the way, Chris, yes, thank you. Honestly, he's he's right. Uh, But you are not helping them. What are you talking about? You modeling the apron is not helping. Oh, them. can we get you a picture? You modeling up? the Wonder Woman apron is. Look terribly- at that, baby. Yes. That's a pretty good apron looking. Look at if that. If this one picture doesn't, doesn't tell you how desperate we are. For what? I'm assuming that's the PTSD talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that is. Is that what that is? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, You know, it's it's wild to think about um, the the number of people, as we've talked about, right? The number of people. But even if you are somebody who does not care, you're just like, yeah, I'm just not that sensitive, Doc. I'm more selfish, whatever. Forget for a moment 
all of the people who are suffering, the people who kill themselves, people attempt to, all of their loved ones, what mm-hmm. they've accomplished. Forget that for just a moment. And think about what this means to the future of America. This is a canary in the mind, mm-hmm. uh, mind for mental health in America. We have more veterans than ever before. Remember, we've been fighting wars so long, right, on top of it. So we're not just talking veterans, but combat vet- veterans like never before. More veterans come home and injured than before because of medical technology. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the past, more died. So you didn't have the lasting effects. <clears throat> so we have this huge number over the past 20 years or so that are out there suffering these, these ailments, these problems. In addition, we've got an aging population who feel lonely. You've got triggered young millennials out there that are incapable of dealing with these emotions. This is the fragile mental state of America right now. What do you think that means for our future? Does that look good for us? We have got to get a handle on mental health. And the first step is the veterans who we have sworn we have contractual, legal, and moral contracts to take care of to say we will help them as a people. And unfortunately, the government still won't do it. It is up to us to do it. That's where we're at right now. Post it on uh, social media. If you would, please get those tweets in and follow me on Twitter at Doc Thompson Show. Use the hashtag what I learned today. You can also post stuff, of course, on Facebook. We use that as well, just not as actively during the show. But it's Facebook.com slash Doc Thompson Show. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned coming soon buttons and bumper stickers that say, I'm a vegan. Ask about my jade vagina egg. (laughs) We learned Marco Rubio metaphorically (laughs) kissed Whoopi Goldberg in front of Bill Hicks. Oh, uh uh-oh. Oh, how about Uh that one? Yeah. We learned usually when people say Jesus loves you. They are not referring to the guy in the Rastafarian hat playing hacky sack next to 7-Eleven. Usually. We learn Chris Cruz in a Wonder Woman apron and nurse costume is proof of PTSD. Yes, absolutely. And ironically, it is also causing the rest of us PTSD. Oh, man. Finally, we also learned how much a jade vagina egg is. Yes, $16,101.11. Same as on Goop. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Uh, I learned that if you're investing in a magazine that sells vagina eggs, you're You're doing doing it wrong. wrong. Especially Um, one called Goop. goop. Mm -hmm. Also, now we know the price for an unsatisfied JDA vagina. Yep. We know. We got it. And did you say? Yes, you said that one. You took them all. Did I take them? You You, had the same ones? I had the same ones. You learned the exact same thing. I learned the exact same thing. Wow. Well, let's see what uh, Kirk Jones learned today. Spin of the dials, radio style in Dallas, Texas, Mercury Studios. I learned today that Mark knows how to turn a mic on. 
He does, finally. I'm so proud of him, too. Yeah, that's probably not a good thing we taught him, though. <laughs> what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Uh, Joe saying the most dangerous place in the world is between Chuck Schumer and a camera. Right there. Yep. That's yep, right. Because yep. you don't want to because no. you know what's coming out. Chuck's yes. going to be all on the camera. My daughter, Emma Lazarus. Actually, his daughter's just named Emma. But she was named after Emma Lazarus. Uh, Chuck, uh, Daniel saying Chuck Schumer with a megaphone. Cultural appropriation. That's right, because he's never been to Chipotle. <laughs> Crusader saying no bell for Lindsey Graham having a man inside me. That's his new book. That is... <laughs> That's his new book, The Man Inside Me. Bob Loblaw. It's a, it's a, I love the Bob Loblaw. It's a joint book. He's the co-author with Tobias Funke. Alex Jones' talk over cadence is reminiscent of grocery store intercom system. Who is that? Alex Jones? Alex Jones, yes. His yes. commentary? Yes. He's, he's ignoring me here. He's ignoring me. Little Mervio. Go back to the bathhouse. Rebel Republicans saying, I think group readers are confused about the difference between ovulation and laying an egg. Oh, yep. They're probably confused by that. A Crusader once again saying, how do you know Glenn doesn't listen to the program? Because you still have a job. Uh Kirk saying, my wife bought one of those eggs. Worst breakfast ever. Oops. Can I read that one? Yeah, that's only uh, the Jackals had a trend saying. The first part was good, though. That was all right. <laughs> do you see the next part? No, I didn't. Uh, read, read the next part. Okay. Uh, Jackal Saddle Trump saying oh. Gwyneth Paltrow just proved even women can't satisfy a vagina. That's true. Millennium Falcon saying Chris Cruz needs to read the tweet with the beep button. Uh, Sammy saying the goop just used Alex Jones' high level scientist on the VEG. World of Spot saying. Hang on, let's pause one second. Okay, there we go now. Uh, World of Spot saying how much is an unsatisfied vagina? 66 bucks, same as on Goop. 66,000, sorry, same as on Goop. <laughs> Jeff saying, I love the story. I mean, I love the sorry close bell in this sales pitch. <laughs> and Sticky Biscuit saying, no, 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 no. Stop with the chicken eggs because Mr. Breast Milk Ice Cream will market the vagina egg salad. Wow, there's so much going on in these. These are like six shows <laughs> this, coming I know, together. This is amazing. Yeah, we'll be Goldberg. We get the yes. eggs. We got all this stuff going on. JR15 said, how do you know if someone has... Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a good Don't one. Don't worry. They'll tell you. Yes. That's right. Uh, Zach saying, Senator John McCain was the swampiest of swamp creatures and will now be resurrected from the grave as a swamp zombie. Wow, that seems really inappropriate. And also accurate. <laughs> and once again, Zach saying the early November is a great band name. Early November. And finally, Jack Hole saying Jim Acosta finally finished his book on Trump and sent the forward <laughs> to the New York Times. Hey, I didn't get the new numbers up across the nation. Don't worry, we'll do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh, Friday Leftovers. All right, what does Glenn have coming a up? A deep on dive on the New York Times op-ed. Oh, and what is Glenn wearing today? He's wearing a button that says, I'm a vegan. Ask about my J vagina Oh, egg. nice. He's already got them on sale. Yes. Got it. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz and Dylan production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you, you are. are. I'm the, now, you go home. You know he hates us, right? Oh, yeah. Kirk Jones is also producing today. The Morning Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.